Hello and welcome to the Red Box Report, the weekly movie and video game podcast where we go over the latest movies and video game releases for Redbox. I'm your host, Bob Fallon. And I'm Brooks Fallon. And with us on this episode, we got two special guests here. Chris Kramer in studio with me. Hey guys, how are you? <laughs> and in studio with Brooks, it's Don Bickert. Hey, how's everybody doing? <laughs> Am I saying that right? Yep, you got it right. All right, I'm good at something. Yeah, <laughs> on this episode, we're coming back for our monthly peek into the world of video games. Yeah. Exciting times. Missing First, some, uh, yeah, missing some people. Lots of video game players, but... Yeah, we're missing uh, the Halo boy himself, Joel. Yeah. This is the first Redbox report that he's missed since episode 110. Damn. So That's it's a, a little odd. It's a little odd not having him here, but we're... We got some good people in his place. Hour through. Oh, yeah. yeah, we'll make it. But yeah, we're going to review actually a movie, but it's based on a video game. You might have heard <laughs> of it, Assassin's Creed. And uh, then we're going to go through all the games we've been playing, top five open world games to go along with some of the big releases of March, the new Zelda, Horizon Zero Dawn. It's all the rage nowadays. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're going to well, have some fun. <laughs> But uh, before we get into Assassin's Creed, I just wanted to say that we switched feeds, or we switched hosts for the podcast, so I think there's a new feed you have to subscribe to. I changed it in iTunes, so if if you go into iTunes, you can resubscribe to the podcast uh, through that to keep getting the podcast. Uh, I'll be able to use the old feed for probably a few more weeks before my month runs out, so I'll keep posting there as long as possible, but after that, you got to switch. It's Switching the bigger and better things. Yes. It sucks that you, you got to change feeds, but it's for the best, I think. I like the new website a lot better, and some more stuff behind the scenes you can do, so that's pretty cool, too. Yeah, hopefully it'll help out with some uh, interaction. Yeah, for sure. Always looking for more of that. And uh, just wanted to say, 200th episode came out last week, and I uh, enjoyed doing it. I hope everyone gives that a listen. Milestone yeah. episode. Now we're on to our way to 300. Yeah, man. Another yeah. hundred in the bag. Yeah, no problem, no problem. But yeah, let's get into Assassin's Creed. This is the latest attempt at a video game movie. It's when Callum Lynch explores the memories of his ancestor Aguilar and gains the skills of a master assassin. He discovers he is descendant of Secret Assassin's Society. It's directed by Justin Kurzel, starring Michael Fassbender, as Callum Lynch and Marion Cotillard as Sophia, Jeremy Irons, Brendan Gleeson, Charlotte Rampling, Michael Kenneth Williams, the list goes on. Yeah, that certainly sounds like an Assassin's Creed movie. <laughs> yeah, very convoluted and uh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So there haven't been too many uh, great video game movies. I think we did that list top five video game movies a few months ago, and was not a pretty sight to behold. <laughs> Uh, I actually wrote an article for Baltimore Sports and Life last year, before Assassin's Creed, well before it came out actually, in the summer, about the top five video game movies of all time, and I included Assassin's Creed just based on the trailer. Yeah. Which Oops. might what have been... Better a, one, Mario Bros. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I don't know if I ordered them, but Mortal, <laughs> Mortal Kombat might have been... Uh, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, that's a good <laughs> it's one. It's a classic. Yeah. 
But that, that might have been a mistake on my part after watching the movie, but we'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, love Michael Fassbender. Assassin's Creed has a cool, like, those video games are at least a cool concept anyway. I didn't really play them too much, but what did you guys think coming in? What were your expectations? Or actually, I should say, Chris, you didn't see the movie. Didn't get to see it. Don didn't see the movie either. No, sir. <laughs> so uh, I played all the games, though. Hey, yeah, you can ask us some questions, uh, see if they hit any themes or whatnot. But, yeah, we'll probably still need your help on here. So me and Brooks, yeah. will, <laughs> there's not a ton I can think to say about it, so I'm definitely going to need some assistance. Yeah, but, right, I mean, bro- coming into it and all, like, um, I was a fan of Assassin's Creed games. Number two was a great game. I really liked uh, Black Flag, which was the first... Uh, New generation or new console generation game. It was uh, one of the launch games for Xbox One, I believe. It was like uh, it kind of broke away from the concept a little bit. You were a pirate, and it was a real big open world uh, game. You had a boat and like a ship, I should say, a big ship, and you could like go around the oceans and upgrade your ship. It was a really good game. But uh, but yeah, I've been a fan of the Assassin's Creed games, and they all have basically the same premise system. I think they're pretty well done, and they're fun. Some of them get a little repetitive, but I think, they're, for the most part, they're pretty fun. So coming into it, I was, I didn't know. Like you said, there's definitely kind of a video game movie curse, so how well they could do it, what could they could do it with. But all in all, I don't think they did a terrible job. Hmm. Uh, I think I disagree with you there. I think the movie is pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, I, I also do not think the movie's very good at all, but I mean, some of the effects weren't bad and some of the like action scenes no, that's true. the that's worst true. I've ever seen. Definitely has its merits, but yeah, as far as the video game goes, real quick, I only ever played the first game for like two hours. I played it for like two hours and never played another one again, but I did enjoy the game. It just, um, I don't know, it's open world games have never been my bag completely. No. Just, I get... <laughs> I, I need direction or else I'm just going to wander around and get bored. So, But it, it is a cool game. looks great. And they did get the look of the game per, pretty much perfect That's good. as yeah. far as the actual uh, medieval times aspect of it. So it was more based around the original Assassin's Creed game? Yeah, I think so. The, what is, yeah, like the round of concept, kind of, yeah. What's that... Um, <laughs> The device, the plot device. Animus? Yeah, the Animus. Yeah. That's, it's all about the Animus. The Animus looks way different in the trailers that I've seen. I've seen him using like that crazy thing on his back where he's like hanging off of yeah. it. Yeah. That's in the video game, he's just laying down. Yeah, it's like, it's kind of <laughs> like uh, in games, it's like, what is that maybe called? Uh, the Blue People. Uh, Avatar? Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot like Avatar, where they like lay anything like that in the video games. So it just yeah, kind of just like cool. all in his mind, basically. Yeah, but yeah. in the movie, it's like he's hooked up to this mechanism where he's like going through the emotions <laughs> yeah. in real time and stuff. And That's different. It's I can kind of see where they're going for because it it's not super cinematic. So it just if you have to cut back to the present day of the guy just laying there, yeah, but true. at the same time, it's really silly <laughs> the way well, they well, handle it. it Sorry, they also, like, overlay another thing, which I don't think that was in the video games, where, like, the guy in real life starts, like, overlapping memories or, like, has, like, hallucinations of... That was in the game. Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was definitely in the first one. Um, 
Yeah, I didn't play the first one all the way through. The second one was the first one I beat. The first one I played maybe three quarters of the way. I it was a little rough around the edges for me, but it was still fun. It was different. Um, but yeah, no, he when you would get out of the animus, he would definitely start having hallucinations, and <laughs> then you would start moving around like you were his ancestor, jumping onto the side of a skyscraper. You know, where normal people wouldn't exactly do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel like if they would have done something, or if they do do another Assassin's Creed movie, they definitely need to do it with Ezio in it, just because of the fan base that Assassin's Creed 2, you know, 3, what is it, Brotherhood also, where Ezio's the main character. I mean, everybody loves Ezio. Um, so. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if this will get a sequel, but... Yeah, I don't think so. It was a pretty big bomb. I mean, yeah. it made some money overseas, but... At least here in the U.S., it did not do well at all for the budget it had. That's a shame. Uh, I don't know. Like, I wish they kind of... It is. It seems very faithful to the games, but I almost wish they could have got rid of the current day stuff completely, and I think it would have been better off for it. Yeah, I agree. Anything that's good about the movie is back in the uh, assa- the assassin portion when he's yeah, running around. It looks great, like the period piece, uh, costumes, and just the look of the film, the way it's shot. That's when it's at its best. I would have liked to see, why couldn't they just have it be he is the, playing the ancestor and it's just telling the story of the ancestor. I don't know why they had to... Yeah, I agree. I didn't even like those parts of the game. Like, yeah. I, they were necessary. Or... Yeah. But it makes a little more sense in a video game than in a movie. Yeah. Like this, the plot is so convoluted. I watched the movie and I still have no idea what the hell the animus is, what oh. it's for, what the purpose of. The, I could care less about the actual story. I was just in it for the action scenes, and there was not enough of those to make up for that. Now I have one question. Yeah. Did when his memory started overlapping, did he run out? of the main room where the Animus was and find multiple people in Animuses like he was in a giant facility? I don't think so. I don't remember so, that. I mean, kind of, like, he, like, at first, like, he, um, like, runs out and, uh, runs through, like, this garden-looking thing That's right, to, like, yeah. the edge of the building and it's, like, about to jump and kill himself, but That's they, right. like, talk him down and talk to him about the Animus and stuff, kind of. Because that... That, there's a there's a huge backstory with Assassin's Creed, and that's one of the main things is that that company, I forget what company it's called, but the people who make the Animus, they have so many different people, and you can go through the different memories of the different people who have been in the different Animuses um, throughout the different games. Yeah. It's a big backstory in the game. Yeah, I don't know if you guys knew this, but... Uh... Um, Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs is like connected in some way. Oh, really? Is it really? Yeah. There's like, if you play Watch Dogs and like open up some like emails or stuff like that, like they start talking about Abstergo and like Animuses and stuff like that. I can't quite remember what the connection is because I didn't beat the game, but there's definitely a connection there. That's cool. But yeah, um, I'm a big Michael Fassbender fan. Like, I love that guy. One of my favorite actors going right now. I was excited when I heard he was cast. Like, I thought that actually gave it some hope because he tends to pick good projects. But, I mean, he's fine in the role. He did a good job, as he always does. But, again, not enough to overcome. Like, the biggest issue for me is this movie. Wasn't this movie over two hours long? Yeah. It was pretty long. At least felt long. It was 
it was kind of boring to me. Like, yeah, I agree. It was hard to keep my attention, honestly. <clears throat> yeah, me too. And like, uh, like you said, the story got like kind of diluted, and I like watched it and had to come back and like read some plot. Yeah, points. I had to read the Wikipedia <laughs> as yeah. I'm watching it to be like, what the <laughs> hell is going on right now? I. I'm trying like, to follow. So the parts and rewatched, and uh, then I just like read the plot. I was like, "What the hell, man?" <laughs> yeah, definitely should not have to do that. <laughs> yeah, and Marion Cotillard, she's a pretty great actress too. She did not have a great role. Like that's a thankless role to just be the basically talking head who's yeah. just uh, given exposition the whole time. And yeah, that sucked. Uh, Michael Kenneth Williams, the guy, like he was from The Wire, right? I've never seen The Wire, but. What? <laughs> yeah, well, we've been over this on the podcast. <laughs> I don't need to hear it again. But uh, he was all right in the in the assassins time period. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I just how about the leap of faith? They did do the leap of faith. Oh, which yeah. you ever seen the behind the scenes video of that? No. Did they actually do it? Yeah, it was a pretty cool behind the scenes video where they they basically picked up a stunt devil up on this crane on a platform and he really did it jumped on a big like inflatable thing. Oh really? Hundred and fifty feet or something. It was a bungee jump. It wasn't even a bungee jump, it was he just jumped off the Free this fall? Big... What? Free fall? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I mean that was cool. I don't think <clears throat> it made like any sense why he did it. Yeah, it's just, it's like a big plot point of the game. Yeah, so I know. Too. That's how you what you open up the map or something if you do that off a yeah, tower. Yeah, like yeah, like you get like a bird's eye view and then you can jump down into like a secret spot or not like a hiding spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember jump, doing like that once or twice into a barrel of hay. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just think this this movie had a lot of potential, and I was pretty disappointed by it. Yeah, I agree. I didn't, um, like, when I first saw this trailer, I was like, oh, wow, they're making an Assassin's Creed movie. I was pretty intrigued, but that was about as high as it got for me, and kind of just went down from there. I'm, I'm disappointed listening to you guys talk yeah. about it. I've never even seen it. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> you lucked out. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the Assassin's Creed Hey, games. I mean, maybe watch it if you get a chance, and then shoot me a text what you think, and I'll, I'll tell them on the podcast. All right. Yeah, I don't really have... Unfortunately, I don't have too much else to say about the movie. Uh, what would you give it out of ten, Brooks? Uh, probably like a five and a half. Yeah, I'm like four and a half for me out of ten. Yeah, pretty bad. Uh, but as far as the video game franchise, it, I've heard the biggest problem is like that it's a yearly release and they don't really give the development enough chance to evolve and improve dramatically. Like It's all yeah. about in a Call of Duty mode where it's like, this makes money. We need to have it on a yearly schedule. Just get yeah. it out. People will buy it. It's kind of like it only gets good or better like every other year. Yeah. So. And what? The the new one coming out either this year or next year is the first one that has a two-year cycle instead of a one-year cycle. Really? Which we'll see if that helps. But Yeah. Yeah. Will Assassin's Creed end up on a top five open world game list? Find out later. <laughs> but first, let's see what else... We've been watching, Chris. Watching anything? TV, movies. This is a video game uh, episode, but figured we're reviewing a movie. Might as well talk about what we've been watching too. I've been watching Supernatural for sure. <laughs> that's I've, your that's your jam. That's your yeah, favorite show. I've gone through all twelve seasons countless times. That is my favorite show. Um, 
never seems to get old to me. <laughs> always trying to get me to watch it. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> um, so many episodes. Worth the time. <laughs> worth the time. Uh, besides that, I've been watching uh, The Vampire Diaries with my girlfriend. Now the first season is more her style. After about the first season, it's about cutting vampires' heads off and ripping hearts out of people. So Shit it definitely, yeah, it definitely switches up. Um, gets a lot more intense, and that really drew me in. Um, that's actually really good. What else? Have I? I haven't really watched much else recently. Well, your girlfriend, by the way, is my sister. So yes. careful what you say. And uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Brooks, how about you? Brooks, what? How about you? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, okay. Sorry, that what happened. Um, uh, I watch. I don't watch too much stuff religiously. Like I said uh, before we started, I just watched this horror movie last night called uh, "Don't Hang Up." I was pleasantly surprised. It was really good. Uh, I had a nice twist to it, and um, I thought it was really good. Nice and suspenseful and uh, scary. I'm a big fan of scary movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have to get you on then to review a scary movie in the future because yeah, Joel hates horror movies. <laughs> um, just because we were talking about it earlier, and I did watch it recently, Archer. It's an incredible series. It's so funny. I cannot believe you haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I, I have. Be. I've come close to starting it a few times, but it's not. I mean, even though it's animated, I know it's more adult, right? So oh, I can't yeah. pop it on when the kids oh, yeah, are around. So. Now. It's, it's funny. It's funny. <laughs> and then whenever the kids go to bed, we get like maybe two hours to watch what we want. And there's just so much TV nowadays. It's it's almost impossible yes. to catch up. At least Basically, while you, we have you like watch religiously. Yeah. All right. How about you, Don? Yeah, you been watching anything lately? Uh, yeah, one show I actually was able to uh, to watch recently. It was an FX show. It was called Taboo. Oh yeah, Tom Hardy. Yeah, that, that ended up being really good. It's uh, Tom Hardy and Ridley Scott. I believe they wrote it, and uh, it's basically based back in the 1800s, the early 1800s, with the East India Trading Company and Tom Hardy's character. Um, his father just passed away, and he owned a trading company and some land and stuff, and. So Tom Hardy came back from Africa, back to England to uh, take over his father's business, per se. And uh, just just how the period drama and everything, like, it, it was just placed really well. Yeah, I watched the first episode of this when it first started, and I, it was interesting. It was a little slow, a little British for me, but I heard it gets better and better, and uh, it's really good. And Again, it's one of these things I would have kept watching if there wasn't so many things on TV, but it just kind of fell off for me. But yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, I heard it was pretty good. Oh yeah, I agree. The first episode was a little slow, but uh, the second and third definitely starts to pick up. And uh, I think it was only supposed to start to be a eight part miniseries, but I think uh, they're going to continue it now because uh, it kind of ended on a cliffhanger at the eighth episode. So. Yeah, I heard they renewed it for season two, so I'm going to have to catch up with it at some point. Yeah, I would definitely check it out. I thought it was, he was getting me to check it out. I thought it was a little slow, too, but uh, I got hooked. I actually still haven't finished it. I have to watch the last three episodes. Yeah. I mean, I love Tom Hardy, so 
Yeah, yeah. He definitely doesn't disappoint, I don't think. Have uh, have any of you guys ever watched Salem? Is that no, on FX too, right? Or yeah. it's on AMC? Yeah, I think it's an FX show. It, it's on Netflix. I uh, I watched it. They they came out with the second season. It's actually really good, but it's set back in the same time period. Yeah. Um, obviously Salem being about the witches. Um, but it's act that's actually really good. I like that. You guys should try that too. Yeah, it's peak TV right now. I mean, literally every week there's a new show or two that's worth checking out, and it's it's pretty crazy. You just it's almost at the point where if a show doesn't grab me in the first episode or two like i ain't got time for that shit uh moving on to the next one crazy like the stuff that netflix is putting out these days too they're like real high level stuff yeah yeah i just started uh 13 reasons why it just hit last week i'm 10 episodes in i'll wait till i finish it before i talk about it but yeah it's pretty good stuff so tv man i actually the thing i want to talk about is uh legion on fx that's good you watched it? Oh, yeah, I've been yeah. watching it. Uh, the season ended, I think, last week or the week before. i got to catch up. It's just an eight-episode first season about Charles Xavier's son. Uh, his name is David. I can't remember his last name, but he's basically schizophrenic, and his multiple personalities each have their own superpowers. And in the beginning, he's in an insane asylum, and he doesn't know if... If he's actually a mutant or not, if he has superpowers or not, if it's all in his head. And uh, at a certain point, he kind of escapes from that and gets in with this group of people and starts like looking into his past, investigating it, and uh, it goes to some pretty weird places. What uh, did they ever show who that yellow demon was? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the Shadow uh, Demon or whatever gotta, his name is, Shadow King. I think I that's what it was. It. Yeah, that's you like, should finish it. Uh, overall, I liked it. I love the pilot episode. I love the first episode. Then episodes two through six, I was kind of like, this is pretty slow. Uh, it's not capturing me the way that the first episode did. See, my my thing was you really got to pay attention to it because yeah, is. he is, I mean, it's not, it's not so much that he's schizophrenic. His mind is just in, his mind's like a kaleidoscope yeah. because of how strong he is and that's one of the reasons why he has the multiple personalities to separate how much power he has. Yeah. Um, but everything's kind of... You don't know what's real, what's not. Yeah, something will be going in this direction, and all of a sudden it's going in a whole other direction, and then it just switches back. It's, it's back and forth in 25 different directions the whole time, and it's really hard to get everything straight, yeah. in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, but in the middle of the season, it was kind of losing me, and the only reason I kept up with it because I knew it was only eight episodes... And then it ended super strong. I loved episode seven, and then the finale was really good as well. So when I'm watching the ninth, <laughs> yeah, you should <laughs> finish it strong. I'm definitely gonna. They announced season two. I'll be back for it. Oh, yeah. So cool. Uh, all right, let's get to what else we played then. Switch into video games. Who wants to kick things off? Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, I played that. That was really good. Um, What's it about for the peeps? All right, so. You start off, I forget the main character's Aloy. name. Aloy. Yeah, you start off as Aloy. She's a, um, she's been, her and her father have been kicked out of the tribe. This is set in the future. Um, basically, in the future, the whole world was destroyed um, by these robots. And you find out throughout the game that the robots eat, uh, they basically use biological matter to fuel themselves. 
and create more robots on their own. Well, they destroy everything in that process. Um, there's a few areas where humans are still um, alive. And you come to find out that there's this whole huge underground thing called Gaia, which is meant to rebuild the world. And you are one part of Gaia, one of the largest parts of Gaia, is to create more humans because every human, we went extinct. Um, obviously, we didn't. Well, you find out the reason that Aloy and her father were kicked out of the tribe was because she came from what they call the Great Mother. Right. Um it's just, it's a bunker. It's a metal bunker. Well, she is actually the daughter of Gaia. Gaia made her. She's not born by a, by a mother. She doesn't have a family. Um, and that's the whole reason that they got kicked out in the first place. And the game goes where you... Play as her. Yeah, you play yeah. as her going through the world. Um, you start off, you're not even allowed out of your, your little village. And then you explore this huge... I mean, the world's beautiful... The gameplay is awesome. Um, definitely a lot of side quests. Definitely have a lot of stuff to do. And the story kept me in it. Um, there's definitely a lot of cinematic moments in it where, you know, you're jumping and you might be sliding down this snow-faced cliff or something like that. Um, it's really, really good. I, I definitely, that was one of the best games that's come out in a long time, in my opinion. Yeah, I, pl I actually rented it from Redbox, of all places. Shout out. And uh, I played it for about four or five hours. So I, le I got past that first part. Just started getting into the actual open world element of it before I had to return it and I haven't gone back to it. Sorry for spoilers. <laughs> nah, they weren't too heavy. But um, yeah, it is a really good game. Um, the graphics, they're really good. Some, it, I don't think they're amazing graphics after seeing... Uncharted 4 and MLB The Show, which I'll talk about. Like, I've seen better, but for an, uh, such a big open world, very good, for sure. I think that uh, a lot of it has to do with the way that they use... It's called the God Rays or something. Um, I know that they implemented it in like Skyrim and Fallout 4 when they redid those and brought them to the PS4. Um, it's just some way that, new way that they do light with the shadows and yeah. stuff, and it, it all looks the same to me now. And yeah. I, I think that's what you're picking up on. Like, it looks good if you're looking at it straight on, but certain angles, or whatever, yeah. it seems like it's almost flat in a way. I don't know how to explain it. That's but, those volumetric yeah. god rays or whatever, yeah. But this, as far as the story goes, uh, I wasn't in love with the story. I liked the part when uh, shit kind of hits the fan about two or three hours in. I thought that was interesting, but <clears throat> as far as the whole uh, sci-fi concept of Gaia and she's... Like, uh, the whole mystery behind who she is and all that, like, it, it wasn't really capturing me. But, uh, I don't know. I don't think the story is really the the biggest part of the game. I think the actual, the gameplay itself. Oh, yeah. Like, when you go out there in the open world and you're hunting down these, finding different ways to kill these robots, or the, I don't know, they're not all dinosaurs, but some of them are, or like yeah. a saber tooth. They're all, know. most of them are based off of some type of animal. Some aren't, of course. Um... One of them, salt, not a sawtooth. Maybe it is a sawtooth or thunderjaw. Thunderjaw is the good one. Oh yeah. You, you better, you better be high leveled. I mean, I took the time to go get the fancy armor that shields you, which no other armor does. 
and these thunder jaws, I mean, they can just look at you. Basically, you got to take the, their weapon off of them, blow it off of them. They like the kill T-Rex? Them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're ridiculous. They got they shoot lasers out of their mouth, and they're ridiculous. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like the combat is what's my favorite thing. I was, I'm usually a guy that I'm scared of combat in games. Like I'll do whatever it takes to not. I get anxious if I'm in this like a. Uh, like a firefight or something <laughs> like that. I'll I'll just get anxious and freak out and die. <laughs> but in this game, I was all about it. I was like hunting. I'm like I want to go find some of these machines and take yeah. them down. And I like the RPG elements of it too. Yep. You it, know, like you can build your weapons up and you can buy new outfits which do different things. Like I thought that was really cool. Um, it's challenging, but it's not too bad to where you're going to rage quit or break something. True. Like Dark Souls or Neo. Yeah. And the the melee, when you're using the crossbow, like, that is pretty awesome. Pretty sick. Uh, brilliant. There's different... Basically, any weapon that you use that's not your little melee stick is great. Yeah. And so many different ways you can do things and different concepts. But then the melee itself is just so simple. Right, it's uh, wait till you go farther in the game. You're definitely gonna, uh, you're definitely gonna be using melee more really? often. Really? Yeah, it just seems get. boring. I'm like, and if I get close to something, I want to run away and shoot it with bow and arrow. Yeah, but when it gets real hectic towards the ending, I mean, I don't want to give spoilers away, but you got no choice but you're getting you're you're head on running into fifty different robots and like a Deathbringer. It's a, oh, yeah? it's a giant tank thing that shoots <laughs> missiles at you. It's not like they're easy to kill. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the easiest things to do, eventually throughout the game, you'll get this electrified spear. And once you get that, and you upgrade one of your skills to where you take off... Um, it's it's called tear, which is just taking off some of the armor of these uh, right. these robots. Right, up more vulnerable places. Um, and you can get that on, on your crossbow, on anything, but on... When you have it on the melee weapon, I mean, it's almost a one-hit kill for anything that isn't gigantic. So, yeah. definitely, melee <laughs> melee comes into big play at the end. All right, all right. So, uh, maybe I'm judging too soon, because, again, I only played for four or five hours. But, uh, again, the best part of it is the concept. Like, it's not as far as plot points in the story, but the actual concept of humans in a post-apocalyptic slash prehistoric, but flipping it where the... Yeah. Prehistoric animals are actually futuristic robots. Like, that's awesome. It's uh, different. Very original. I feel like most of the big games nowadays are just sequels or redundant. Like, this is pure originality, so I'm a big fan of that. Um, the characters, pretty interesting. I I knew some... It's an early spoiler, but I knew something was going to happen to her dad. I mean, that was telegraphed, but... Yep. Some of these characters are pretty cool. Aloy herself is a great... I think uh, main character to play as. I definitely like how you get the. You only it's not it's not so much RPG where you have free, free uh, free roam with the way that you communicate with the NPCs, but it's definitely nice where you have three or four different ways to direct the dialogue. Um, Doesn't seem to have a ton of effect either way, but it is cool to have. Yeah, yeah. To have that to yeah. be able to develop the character it's not mass the way that effect, you want. Uh, depth, I don't think, but still pretty cool. Uh, there, uh, one complaint I have is that, actually, like the when you pause the game, the hub design, the interface, 
to go through your options and upgrade your stuff. Like, I wish there was like a more uh, easier. Like, I wish you didn't have to actually pause the game, go through a whole different screen. I feel like there could be a more uh, seamless way to do that. It's nice to be able to do it on the fly. Believe yeah. Me. Yeah. You play Dark Souls where you got to go back to the main place every yeah. time to level up. It gets old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I felt like that design could have been a little better. And of course, this is going to get sequels. There's plenty of time to improve Holy that. Man. And I did actually. I do love the way the save points are with the what is it campsites the or campfires. whatever. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. I think that was pretty pretty creative, cool way to to spread that out. And the difficulty. I thought it was a. I never died once. But came close plenty of times. I think it it probably ramps up considerably, and you of course you can always wander your way into something you're not ready for. But I think they do a good job of of ramping it up at a decent rate. So yeah, that's Horizon Zero Dawn. I you finished the game, right? Yeah. What would yes, you I give did. it out of ten? Out of ten, I'd I'd honestly I'd give it an eight and a half or a nine out of ten. Um, like I said, it's one of my favorite games that have come out in a while. Now it doesn't have. To me, I'm real guilty of this, especially if it's a single-player game. Once I finish the main story, now don't get me wrong, throughout me doing the main story, I'm going to do side missions, I'm going to get the secret weapons, I'm going to get the secret armor. But once I'm done with that, and I'm done that main story, the game just falls off for me. I can't get back into it for whatever reason just to go finish those side quests. Yeah. Um, I'm the same way. Yeah, I just I I can't get back into it now. If I if they found you know it, once I don't play it for a while and I can go replay it from scratch again, yeah, I'll remember some stuff, but it's almost like it's new again, yeah, and I'll yeah, be yeah. able to play through it again. But um, I'm guilty of that. I always say this, but with single player games, I just wish that it could keep going. That's yeah, my true. only beef with it. Um, well, there's gonna be DLC. I think they announced so. And I That's will definitely cool. be buying that and the <laughs> yeah. sequel because they left it on a huge cliffhanger. Yeah. Um, I actually read the Wikipedia for the plot to get yeah. all the plot because, I mean, I I am not against. I probably will play it here and again. I will try to. I don't, I don't think I'll ever finish the game though. It's I think it's, it's like 40, 50 hours to finish it. So yeah, it took but me I, quite a bit of time. I do want to play more of the game, so it's at Redbox. I'll eventually play some more. But my early review would be like an eight out of ten, with reserved judgment to either go up or down playing it more, but. Very, very solid game. Oh, yeah. I was impressed. All right, so for the first time ever, we have a latecomer to the show. The guy I've been wanting to get on the, the video game podcast. Another Fallon. It's Dave Fallon, Brooks and Joel's other brother. How's it going? What's up? Thanks for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. This is Welcome the guy. <laughs> yes. All kinds of podcast virgins tonight. But, uh, yeah, this is a guy we were talking about on the last, last video game episode who we've been, we want to get him on here because he goes through games like, I don't know, someone else goes through lovers? I don't know what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> but, but Dave, he did get... Damn. <laughs> before we get into what you've been Should playing... get to lovers that way. Yeah, yeah, right? Before we get into what you've been playing, hit us up with, uh, you know, like your video game backstory, your origin story, so to speak. If you all right, um, I've been playing games as long as I can remember, mainly because of these jerks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my older cousins forcing me to play old 
role playing games and stuff when I was a wee child. <laughs> and then they turned me into a monster. So now, uh, I mean, I own, I've owned every current generation system. I have my own PC. So I try to play a little bit of everything and not be judgmental, but it's not always the case. <laughs> what's That's your favorite kind it. of games? What's your favorite genres? Um, probably like role-playing games or, um, I don't know how to be too generic with it. Yeah. Like, uh, so like, action adventure is definitely what I would enjoy. Like, uh, like we were talking about earlier before I did this Mass Effect is one of my all-time favorite, um, IPs, but, uh that regular role-playing games i mean but i'll try just about anything yeah i mean i'll play the stupidest you know i'll play casual crashers for six hours <laughs> it's a stupid side-scrolling puzzle game yeah i but, hear you. you know yeah yeah I'm, i meant to do this with the with don and chris too early in the episode but i just forgot so real quick chris your origin story uh started playing the super <laughs> nintendo with my dad when I don't even know how old I was. And then uh, I got one of those, his old Nintendo Game Boy where you had to keep it plugged into the wall constantly. If you unplugged it, it didn't work. It had to be plugged in. <laughs> um, got a Nintendo 64, played Star Fox, uh, GoldenEye, or Golden Gun, whichever double seven was. Yeah. Um, Classic. And then I got a PS1 from my cousin. And it went on from there. PS2, um, owned an Xbox 360, PS4, PS3. I mean, I'm a PlayStation guy, don't get me wrong. I've played every Xbox that's come out. I like Xbox. Um, I've just always been... I'm, I'm more comfortable with the PlayStation. Not more comfortable. Um, more natural, I guess you can say. It's just my yeah. my system. Um, Everyone's I've, got their SOC, system oh, yeah. of choice. I've, uh, I've played... PC games, um, I like the mod. I'm not a mouse and keyboard guy. Yeah, I, I was I, talking about that in the last episode. I am horrible. I mean, really, really bad. <laughs> uh, so I definitely don't play mouse and keyboard. I'll sit there and mod to my heart's content, and then I can't play the game. So, and what's your favorite games or genres? Um, basically, just like Dave said, anything action-adventure, RPG, open world. I mean, I love Binding of Isaac, which is... Uh, like a rogue type of game, um, one of my favorite games of all time. I like they Call. They're pretty amazing. I like Call of Duty, and then I mean all the way up to Horizon, GTA. I mean I'll play pretty much anything that comes yeah. out as long as it's good, right? Yeah, as long as it's halfway decent. <laughs> all right, how about you, Dan? Yeah, I mean I'm pretty much the same. I started when I was a kid and had one of the huge gray handheld Game Boys carried <laughs> yep. everywhere. Um, always begging my mom for the next game or double the batteries. <laughs> yeah, right. It just went on, man. Sega, Super Nintendo, uh, N64. And then uh, I definitely, uh, the same as Chris, I fell on the PlayStation side of things with uh, getting the PlayStation 1. And I remember my first real game that I fell in love with was the first Metal Gear. Oh, yeah. That was good. Yeah, switching discs in between (laughs) when you went down in the bunker. Yeah. Switching the controller port. 
Yeah, against the Mantis. Yeah, that was the one. But uh, and then yeah, just just came up through uh, a lot of PlayStation. I hadn't played Halo ever until I was at Brooks's one night, like maybe a year ago. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. So I've never been big on Xbox. I mean, I, I like it, but I've just always played PlayStation. And uh, as far as game genres, I, I like anything too, man, from horror to action adventure. I'm a huge NHL uh, player. I used to be uh, pretty good at NHL online. Nice. Yeah, I know yeah. my dad loves that game, so. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, so we got the origin story. So now we can, uh, I don't know, talk about what we've been watching. Dave, <laughs> the reason we had to have you on this episode was because you bought a Nintendo Switch and the new Zelda. <laughs> your impressions? First, tell me your impressions of the Nintendo Switch. Uh, one word I would say, incredible. <laughs> and crazy. I'm not just being on the hype train or reading other reviews off myself, but... If you haven't been living under a rock and you read anything or play anything about video games, it, I mean, it is revolutionary. It is, seriously, everything about the game as an open world. I mean, yeah, there can be some repetitivity or whatever. This is Zelda? To the gameplay, yes, Zelda. Okay. But that's just because of the 100 hours you have to sink into a game. Of course you're going to have to do the same thing twice. Just like working. You could have the best job on the planet, and it could be different every day, but at some point, you're going to repeat the same thing. Yeah. I understand that. I understand the complaints, but, I mean, everything about it's amazing. It's the most intuitive game I've ever played. <clears throat> I mean, literally, if you think you can do something with an object, odds are you can. Everything's yeah, like, if it's cool, wood, man. it catches on fire. If it's metal, it's um, magnetic If or will generate electricity if it's water it'll do the same or whatever but if there's a giant hole in the ground and you think you might be able to knock this tree over and then maybe place another tree next to it or whatever i just mean it like if you think of it as a solution the odds are that it probably is. Yeah. Like, and that's what's amazing about it. The I example, really haven't spent as much time as I want to have with it, but I would say it's looking up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The example, the example um, go ahead. Before diving too much into Zelda anymore into it, uh, what were like your first impressions of like the system, the console itself at first? Like how's uh, the how's the screen? How's it how's like screen? Yeah. Very vibrant and colorful. Um, DOS and all, like, I had, just haven't gotten into it that much. Only because, really, it came out and there was Zelda and maybe a couple other games I could have gotten. I just bought Zelda. Um, but anyway, also the fact that, you know, of all my friends and people I play games with, not many people really have it or anything, not saying that in any way other than like I don't use the US for my friends list or I don't use the US for I don't know the internet or whatever yeah. all I've been doing is playing the one specific game so I mean it's all very smooth I mean you know general make your profile 
profile has your saves and stuff, and there's a couple other things like you get the there's a specific like section for the controller to like you can change it from using both controllers to using one controller for multiple people for multiplayer stuff like that. But other than that, I haven't really driven down too much. Yeah, but the functionality of it and all is good. Yeah, I mean, the most amazing part about the system is literally setting it on the dock and from the actual tablet screen to the TV screen, it takes about maybe two seconds. It's almost instantaneous. I mean, it is is instantaneous. And it is like there's no glitches, there's no hiccups, there's no frame rate drop, there's no nothing. I mean, it's just like that. Yeah, that's that's what Nintendo does, right? They... They're not going to have the biggest specs out there. They're not going to have the best graphics, but they're going to be innovative, and usually they make it a pretty seamless and, like you said, intuitive gameplay-wise. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, and it came pretty bare-bones, right? They just wanted to get it out into people's hands. It's basically a Zelda machine at this point, and I'm sure they'll add yeah. other features. I did get and all that. a uh, downloadable game. Which one? Which one did you get? It's called Snipper Clippers. Yeah, I heard that's great. It's so cool. It's the simplest, stupidest idea you would ever think of. You're basically two pieces of paper. And at any point when there's two pieces of paper, I think you can play up to four people, but anyway, there's two pieces of people or paper overlap. The one can cut the other one like scissors, like to cut the shape out of them. And that's how you solve the puzzles, by the other person cutting you into the shape that they need to carry an object or move something or push a switch. And then you go and perform that, and you also cut the other person into the shape that's needed. It's just, it's super simple, super dumb, fun. <laughs> yeah. But it's cool. I mean, if I could see having six people sitting around trying to figure out each puzzle, Yeah. you know, Brings a whole new meaning to scissoring, but anyway. <laughs> Without the scissoring. <laughs> yeah. But what were you saying, Brooks? I was going to say I'll have to try that with you, not scissoring. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so back to Zelda real quick. I was going to say the example that I heard as far as, like, the gameplay that you're talking about is, say there's something you think you might want in the middle of, like, a small island in the middle of, like, a big lake or something. And there's a big yeah. tree close by. You can chop down the tree, roll yeah, it yeah. into the water. Like, I guess that's sort of what I was trying to get at with, like I said, with the tree or whatever in the hole. But, um, I mean, you literally can figure out any way. Like, you can manipulate the wind to where it moves a certain object a certain distance. Like, right. there's one of the weapons in the game, the attack literally is, it blows air. So, like... If you're on a boat that has a sail on it, you swing the weapon to propel your boat. Or, um, like, if you have, like, the there's a lot more of a focus on the bow and arrow. So there's, like, electric arrows and stuff like that. So if you shoot someone with an electric arrow, it shocks their weapon and their shield and it flies out of their hands. Or, yeah, I mean, it just it's just, like... like, everything about it, the elements and the physics are pretty cool. I mean, they might not be completely realistic, but that's not what I'm looking for when I'm yeah. playing Zelda. It seems so. like they're realistic for the game world itself. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, if it's 
water and electricity, the electricity is going to generate. If it's yeah. fire and ice, the fire is going to melt the fire, you know, just like you would expect. It just seems it's like they thought of you. everything. It's, I mean, it is amazing. It seems like the biggest, like, I haven't. I haven't I was, seen one bad review yet, but yeah. it seems like the biggest thing is like what other games, open world games, are going to be able to take from it. Right? Yeah, because I was reading a, a article today. It came out like a couple hours ago that Nintendo, I guess, released a press release that basically said from here on out, all Zelda games are should be uh, open world. I don't know if it's completely true, but. Um, I think it was on IGN or Kotaku, something like that. But yeah. so basically, they think they did it right, I guess. Yeah, I think a lot of people did, and it's just cool that like one thing about Horizon Zero Dawn, which we were talking about before you came on, was, and that's it's unfortunate for Horizon Zero Dawn that it came out like a couple weeks before Zelda blew shit out of the water. But that's a great open world game, but just like every other one before Zelda, like so many invisible walls, like. You you want to go over here? Uh, sorry, something's blocking you. Like there's always a cutoff point at at some point. Yeah. And Zelda, there are no walls. It's just you see it, you can get there. Yeah. You can think the only of a way to do it. Is the weather in Zelda. Yeah. yeah. And just like again, Horizon Zero Dawn. Another thing I forgot to mention that was a little frustrating was like in Uncharted Four. If you can jump onto something, you can climb it. But in uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, there was times when I'm trying to jump up something and it's kind of just yeah. jumps and falls back down in place. I'm like, wait, yeah. why is that happening? It has to be those yellow marked spots. Yeah. I know what you're it's talking about. It's a little about. janky, but again, I think they, they can improve that. Like in an the... Assassin's Creed style, Uncharted yeah. style, where you can climb up anything, a parkour right. on anything. Yeah, so I agree. But again, original game that is doing a lot of good and they have plenty of ways to oh, improve yeah. in the future. But yeah, Zelda... And the weapons, right? They uh, they degrade and break over time. Yeah, that is... I like it, but it's also a grievance as well. <laughs> yeah. It's, the only thing is, like... Yeah, it's a cool idea. It's a cool concept. Seems frustrating. But the thing is, practice. like... What a, a weapon might last you an enemy or two. Right. It's not like it slowly degrades and get worse and this and that. But yeah. it's... If I hit the wrong thing six times, it just is shattered. My strongest—I mean, like you know—the weapon that you searched for for an hour yeah. or tried really hard to get is now trash. Yeah, that is kind of frustrating. Hopefully, they can tweak that. Yeah, maybe in the future. Like, and it's not. Say, I want to go fight a boss. You know, there's a couple weapons in the game that don't break, like the Master Sword yeah. and stuff like that. But um. Everything else, it's like if I were to fight a boss, I could use it for about three minutes. <laughs> yeah. And it just blows itself up in your hand. It gives you like a critical hit and then it's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anything else to say about it? Like graphics? They, I mean, they're a little cell shaded. They're not like super realistic, but I like the way it looks. Just from the yeah. five minutes it's, that I played it on your Switch. Yeah, and it is. I mean, it looks beautiful, though. The weather effects everything. I mean, if you get up to like one of the mountains or anything that you're trying to climb, or and you look out over the whole map, it is like the actual view distance is amazing. Um, 
the weather effects and all. It looks great. I mean, it can get a little janky when it's a giant open area, but other than that, uh, I mean, I haven't had any complaints. There's a little bit of um, a frame rate drop up, or not a frame rate drop. When you switch it to uh, handheld mode from TV mode, yeah, I bl- the resolution goes up with TV mode, but it goes down. Uh, right, yeah, I heard frame. there was the, yeah. the small difference between the two, right? And it's, yeah, so it's, I mean, it's barely noticeable, unless that's what you're specifically looking for. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of these reviews, they um, they have to look for anything that they can just yeah. to cover all their bases. Yeah, but, I mean, other than that, I love it. Is it too early to give it a score out of 10, or? Yeah, yeah. I mean, only because... Uh-oh, <laughs> he dropped out. But, uh... All right, Brooks. <laughs> what have you been playing? Uh, nothing too much out of the ordinary. I'm, uh... I'm a big fan of racing games and uh, stuff like that, and uh, particularly, particularly, like, uh, Formula One racing. It's, mm-hmm. like, uh, kind of like IndyCar, but, uh, like, a higher level. It's basically the highest racing in the world. And they get really fast. I like it a lot. But the uh, <clears throat> story is, um, I haven't had the, I haven't shelled out the money for the most recent uh, game, which was last year's game. Oh. Um, I bought it yet, but it's still around like 50, 60 bucks. It's a really good game. And I was like, uh, I was just on Joel's Xbox in the store looking through stuff and happened to click on this game. And lo and behold, they gave me a free trial to play it. I was so excited. So I downloaded it, and uh, I got to play a free trial of it. It was uh, it was awesome. Yeah, it's good. Knocking on my door. So yeah, I was in the, the Xbox store, and lo and behold, they're, they give me a free trial to play the newest F1 game, which I was more than thrilled about. I could not believe it. I immediately downloaded it, and uh, of course you have to download the whole game to play the trial, which yeah, that's, that's <laughs> took crazy. forever. Yeah. Probably a big file. Yeah, it was like 28 gigs. Huh. Uh, Jesus. But I was pumped, and like it, rather than it being a time trial, you just got to uh, play like the first race of the career mode, which was really cool. Yeah, and, well, uh, how's the gameplay, the, the graphics, what, what's going on with it? I like did a little hack where I just put everything to 100% race uh, settings, so I had, like could play <laughs> the longest possible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I've played every Formula One game for the past um, six or seven years, and uh, I think this one's by far the best. Nice. Um, it's, it's one of those games where it comes out every year, so some of them have, like, especially when they went from past generation to this generation, the first, like, game or two was pretty empty in terms of, like, what you could do in career mode. Like, the graphics were there and the gameplay was there, but there was nothing to it. It was pretty empty. Um, you know what I mean? There wasn't much to the career mode it was pretty repetitive and yeah, yeah. just racing but uh so they did a lot of work and this year they've got all the features back in career mode it's just like i mean it's awesome you discuss contracts you can discuss like sponsor deals all kinds of cool. like that's what i'm into like as realistic as it gets you know what i mean yeah more like the the franchise or if you're talking like a regular sports game right the Franchise yeah. mode where you can get down to the nitty gritty, 
Yeah, absolutely. All the, as many realistic details as you can get into. Yeah, but yeah, I love that. the gameplay's there. It's incredible. Anybody that's a fan of racing games, I would definitely recommend Formula One 2016. Nice. Uh, it's exhilarating to play, really. Cool. All right, Don, what have you been playing? <clears throat> well, I really haven't been playing anything uh, much recently, but I, I will say a couple months back I played, uh, finally, I was a little late to the boat, but I played The uh, the Last of Us. <laughs> the Last and, of Us, uh, yeah. Yeah, The Last of Us, and I played, I didn't finish it, I got about 70% through, but uh, it, it was a great game, uh, just... Just everything about it, the whole, I know the zombie genre is, is super popular right now, and some titles come out, and, and they don't really hit their mark, but The Last of Us really did, and uh, I can't wait for the second one to come out. Yeah, that's a game I've heard a lot about for a while now. Uh, I played it on PS Now for like 10 minutes and liked what I saw, but I'm going to have to put some time aside to really get into it. I think it's Naughty Dog, right? Same people that do Uncharted, so you yep. know, they got a good pedigree. Yeah, it's, it's definitely good. I uh, I played through it. That was The Last of Us was definitely good. Have you played uh, Dying Light? No, I haven't. I heard that's, that's crazy good, too. Yeah, my only beef with The Last of Us was it was kind of, to me, I mean, it didn't... It, it kind of felt like I was forced... You know, like, I had railings around me where I had to go this certain direction. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't truly... I mean, it, it definitely yeah. wasn't open world, but... um, And it, it was almost slow at times. Dying Light, I mean, it's mix, like, Assassin's Creed, like, parkour. You run on the rooftops with Dying Light, or, I mean, uh, with uh, The Last of Us, where it's zombies everywhere. Um, It turns to nighttime, and you got these crazy things that only come out at night that are just complete animals and they can just destroy you by looking at you. Um, you got to salvage for weapons, food, stuff like that. I mean, it's really, really good. And you can play that one online with a lot of different people. Um, I definitely, I definitely like Dying Light. Okay. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check that out. Yeah. That definitely sounds a little more fast paced. Yeah. That was probably the only thing I had against the last of us too. It was, it was definitely no open world. It was yeah. real set on where you could go yep. and, but you know, sometimes games like that aren't horrible. Definitely, it was it, it had a great story oh, yeah. to it. And yeah, I think they're going to make a movie out of that. That that could be good. Metal Gear recently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Metal Gear Solid Five, uh, The Phantom Pain. That was great too. Just uh, the story was, you know, not the best, but with the actual gameplay and and the open world, it, it was fantastic. The graphics were great. And uh, if you're a Metal Gear fan, I mean, you, you can't ask for much more from the gameplay. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, I didn't even yeah. know they were still making it. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No, you're going to add in there real quick that uh, I think me and Don both, we're pretty avid sports games fans. Yeah. Like he said, we we played uh, the newest NHL uh, on PS4. It's mm-hmm. one of the only times I ever played PS4, but... We played that, which is pretty awesome. Uh, graphics and raids, gameplay is awesome. Um, actually, I mean, they get better every year almost. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, NHL is a great sports game. It's definitely, you know, not as many pl- people play it as FIFA or Madden, but it's it's definitely up there. Yeah, I know 
it's definitely got its niche audience, like uh, diehards for sure. Yeah. Well, I guess I can talk about what I've been playing. I've gone a little baseball crazy the last week or two. <laughs> I got uh, MLB The Show 17, Out of the Park Baseball 18, and Tap Sports Baseball 17. <laughs> So I'll, t- I'll touch on all of them. <laughs> That's all I've been doing lately. Uh, start with the big one, MLB, the show for PS4, the newest version. Uh, I've been anticipating this game since I bought my PS4. This is like pretty much why I bought it, in a sense. Uh, love the show. Uh, back in the day, I used to get it every year. But the last one I actually played was 2011, so six-year gap. Definitely can see the improvements over that much time. Uh, yeah. Wow, it's easily the best baseball game I've ever played, and that's yeah. including what we used to play, Brooks, uh, MVP, and yeah, High Heat. High Heat. High Heat. <laughs> I remember Ken Griffey Jr. on N64. <laughs> yeah, Ken Griffey Jr., that was a pretty good one, too. Yeah, I like that word. But man, these graphics are insane. Um, easily the best graphics of any game I've ever seen, at least as far as when you're actually playing the game. Maybe not a close-up of a player's face doesn't look like a photorealistic, but in motion, it's crazy. Uh, I was playing a game opening day with the Orioles against the Blue Jays, and my wife Sam walked into the room, and it took her like a minute before she's like, oh, wait, that you're playing a game? I thought that was just on TV. And I was like... That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's pretty damn good. But um, And as far as gameplay... It's it's amazing. It's fluid. I have the hardest time not swinging at every single pitch. Um, that's what I'm trying to get into now is getting the discipline to take a pitch. If it's if it's a ball, take a walk if I can. And uh, that's always been tough for me. But yeah, it's definitely hard to do in this game. But what I like about it is the difficulty. Yeah, you can either set it to rookie or experienced. Rookie is way too easy i started like i have like i said i haven't played in six years and i hit four home runs in the first inning on rookie then you go to experienced that's what you should go into because they start you off with these sliders or like this intuitive difficulty uh thing where you start off with it's on rookie and as you play you'll it'll gradually get tougher if you get a double and a home run it'll slightly increase the difficulty over time until, you know, you kind of hit a wall and then it'll go back down again. It's just... Yeah, it's levels up with you. Yeah, yeah, really smart the way it does that. And, uh, yeah, so with Franchise, that's where I'm at now. I, uh, I'm one and one in my two games that I played. Damn Yankees got me in the second one. But uh, the best part of the game, I think, is the road to the show mode, which is basically just an RPG where you create a player, you start off as an 18-year-old fresh in the minor leagues, double A or whatever, and you have to slowly work your way up. And you, as you do good in a game, you get points to add like towards your guy to increase the, the uh, ability stats. And uh, I'm a second baseman in a Philadelphia Phillies double A league and a... Uh, had some hot streaks, some cold streaks. What I like about that is all you're doing is playing as that guy. Like you get you do your at bats, you do your base running and your fielding. So you go pretty quickly through games. Yeah. Whereas like the regular mode, it takes like half good half an hour, forty five minutes for one game. Uh, and it's it's super fun to do. They tried put me in left field 
for like <clears throat> a week, and I was like, no, nah, I'm not having it. I got to go back to second base. Um, I'm oh, pretty, you can like, talk to him like that. Yeah, stuff. there's like these little dialogue scenes, interstitials every once in a while where you're talking to your coach or or whatever, where you can be, he'll say, "Are you willing to?" Try left field out for a change to like to help the team, and I was like, "I'll give it a shot." And then he came back and said, "What do you think?" Like, I gotta go back to second base, man. <laughs> <laughs> Not in those words exactly, but yeah. but uh, yeah. So that's pretty awesome. There's a retro mode, which is like you play as the old Super Nintendo games, like uh, Ken Griffey Junior Baseball or Triple Play or something like that, with the same awesome graphics, but just old school uh, gameplay wise and that was fun all you can do with that is the exhibition so, is it old school teams too, or is it? no it's current teams current rosters yeah. all that and uh, like, like the old jerseys and all that stuff you probably can unlock it there's a lot yeah. of stuff like you can unlock things as you're going on I'm not yeah. haven't been playing it that long only about a week but yeah they probably definitely have some retro jerseys oh yeah People, like Eddie Murray and all that stuff but. yeah you can unlock legends, I think, through something. And uh, but that mode is basically just if you have someone playing, like if you're just playing an exhibition with someone for fun. Like that's not yeah. something you're gonna really spend too much time with. Uh, but yeah, I'm absolutely loving the game. It's probably what all I'll be playing for the next who knows how many months. So yeah. I'll, I'll give it a nine and a half out of ten early impressions. Wow, really? It's pretty incredible. Um, doesn't beat out Uncharted Four. It's my favorite game for PS4 just yet, but it might surpass it at some point. Uh, uh, I'll definitely want to go out and play it with you. Yeah, I got to get a second controller, and you got to come up, and we got to play some games for sure. Yeah, sure. But uh, as far as uh, Out of the Park Baseball 18, that's the PC game where it's like a pure simulation, super realistic, where, like you're saying, you can micromanage every single aspect of, of what's going on and... I don't know. It's just always it's been around a long time. Of again, I haven't played it in a while. Still the same game, but they come out with small improvements each year. And because it's been a while since I've played the last version of it, I noticed a pretty good difference. And yeah, loving that too. When uh, when yeah, it's right up your alley. Yeah, when we're stuck watching like a kid show or something, I'll pop on the laptop and play some of that. Uh, I'll give that like an eight and a half out of ten. And Tap Sports Baseball is a mobile game, freemium game, but it's pretty cool. Uh, you start off with a team, and all you ever do is you're the hitter. You, you, all you do is hit the pitches. You never are in the field or anything like that. But as you again, as you do good, you earn points. You can get new players. You can, of course, they're always trying to get you to buy stuff, but. I never will. It's probably a game I'll stop playing in a, in a week or two, but for now, I'm enjoying it in my it's boredom. Killer. Yeah, exactly. So I'll give that like a 7.5 out of 10. What did you give out of the park? Uh, I'll say 8.5. Oh, okay. 8.5. It's the same great game it always is, but if I'm going to pick one of these games to play, it's going to be the show right now. Yeah. Uh, who's up next? Chris, back to you. All right. Um, I've been playing a few games. Uh, played and beat Resident Evil 7. That was good in the beginning of the game. I really liked it. Um, they went back to the old school style of playing. Um, the fear, horror, um, survival type. Well, yeah, I talked about this on the last episode we did. Didn't I? Did you? 
Yeah, well, how I got 20 minutes in, that's about it. Oh, yeah, no. So, yeah, I'm glad you're bringing it back up. It's bad. I, uh, I accidentally woke Sally up because I screamed when <laughs> something popped up the one time. But, um, and a lot of stuff doesn't scare me. But, I mean, it was definitely good for the horror side and the survival side. Uh, about 75% of the way through, it changes back to, uh, back to, like, the Resident Evil 4 play style, um, where the first three quarters of the game, you can't find one bullet to save your life. At the towards the end of the game, I mean, they're just handing them to you like candy, uh, and people are transforming. I mean, it's giant monsters now. It's not the horror survival stuff. Um, so the game was definitely good. Um, I'd give it probably seven and a half out of ten, only because I wish they would have stuck with either one or the other, and they didn't switch it from the two different types of Resident Evil games they've done before. Um, that was my only thing with that. Um, I definitely didn't enjoy the endings. Yeah, yeah, it was it was amazing at the beginning, and then they switched it to the Resident Evil Four playstyle, and it just it ruined the whole vibe for me. It, I mean, don't get me wrong, I still played through it. Um, I mean, the part where you're on the ship, I liked that, um, but I didn't like where like the grandmother does her whole she's a giant inchworm. Like, yeah. <laughs> sounds whack. Like. Do not, do not give away spoilers. <laughs> not to give away spoilers, <laughs> but, but um, other than that, I'm a huge Dragon Ball Z guy. Um, I'm always playing something or watching something Dragon Ball Z. Got it on my phone. Uh, I do that to pass the time. I got Xenoverse 2 on my PlayStation. <laughs> I love that. Um, been playing a lot of Neo. I'm a huge Dark Souls fan. Um, Neo, I didn't pick up originally only because I'm not into the uh, feudal Japan type of thing. I'm not real into ninjas. This is um, the same people that make Ninja Gaiden, right? Yeah, so Ninja Gaiden. Known yeah. for its difficulty. Yeah. Um, they definitely went with a soul style. I mean, if you can make Dark Souls in about ninjas, there you go. Um, it's really good. Um, if you like the soul style games, you'll love it. I love the gameplay. I haven't been too far through it yet because I got mad and gave up. Um, <laughs> got tired of throwing stuff, but it's definitely good. Um, other games I played, Binding of Isaac. It's just a rogue game, um, something that's always different every time you play it. Super fun, um, super easy to play. So it's a real just stress relief. Uh, What's the rogue? Is rogue like is. Uh... You go through it until you die, and then you go and back to the beginning. You go back to the beginning. Keep certain yeah. things from when you die. And every but, time it's procedurally generated. Yeah, every time gotcha. it's RNG. Gotcha. Um, but no, you don't keep anything. The only oh, thing okay. you keep Some is if you. Some of them you do, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. The only thing that you would keep is if you unlock a character. Um, but there's like eight thousand items you can get. Not that many, but there's a lot of items you can get. So I mean, there's so many different combinations. You're never gonna have the same run twice. Mm. I've been playing it for years, and I don't think I ever have. Um. I love that. It's a really dark game, though, so definitely not um, for everyone. For everyone, <laughs> definitely not for everyone. I mean, it is dark. Um, but biggest game that I played, that I'm playing right now, Borderlands 2 and the pre-sequel. Um, if you never played Borderlands, I'm sorry. Please buy it. It's literally. I mean, I wish I could tell you how much time I got on these games. Um, they are coming out. They just released Borderlands 3, so. I'm contemplating quitting my job <laughs> just so I can keep playing it. Um, Borderlands 2, I mean, I have I have hundreds and hundreds, if not a thousand hours worth of playtime. Play um, it's my absolute favorite game. It's also an open world to an extent. Um, 
it's mainly open world. You can fast travel to places. Um, it's not huge, huge, but it's definitely good. Um, that's definitely my favorite game. That's that's that's, that's what my time. First time's... person shooter. Yep, first person shooter. The graphics aren't. It's not like um, playing like Call of Duty or like Horizon Zero Dawn, where it's made to look real. It looks like a cartoon. It's made to look like right. a cartoon. Stylized. Um, it's dope. It's nice. it's awesome. That's cool. one of my favorite games ever. <laughs> All right, back to you, Dave. You've been playing anything else? I know you have. Um, uh, not really. <laughs> no. I've been trying to, but every time I turn something else on, I just want to play Zelda. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you. Um, let's see. Okay. Wildlands. There are plenty of games I've been looking forward to, like the new Mass Effect and all. But yeah, I just I literally have not had a second other. I mean. Don't I mean real life stuff? Of course, getting in the way, but other than that, it's just it really has been just me yeah. trying to get some time to play Zelda and all. But um, I'm super pumped to play Andromeda, of course. Um, I guess like we were saying earlier, it's a little bit more like open worldy. Yeah. Um, but I just I I mean yeah, the, the third person shooter gets a little old, but. Um, I definitely think it's worth a try just for the sake of playing more of the Mass Effect universe. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's, I mean, really, like I said, that's about it. I've really been playing Zelda. Anything for you, Brooks? I got yeah. more stuff. I just want to make sure I'm not monologuing for um, Yeah, yeah. Also, been playing a lot of FIFA. Started a new career mode with that. And uh, I love playing career modes on FIFA. It's like an endless way to pass time for me. Yeah. But uh, other than that, I uh, play a little bit of an N64 emulator on my computer. I just like going back and playing like some old wrestling games and stuff. Hell yeah, what's that wrestling game you guys always used to play? Uh, there's a bunch of them, but uh, there's like No Mercy, and then there's uh, 2000 WrestleMania. Right, kind of yes. Classics. Real quickly about wrestling. This blew my mind at WrestleMania this past weekend. The Hardy Boys came back to to WWE and won the tag team championship. I saw that. I saw that uh, in the spoilers. I just looked at the results of everything, and yeah, I was surprised to see that. That was back when I was watching wrestling. Yeah, they were my favorites. Your boys, your Hardy Boys. Yeah. You got anything else you want to say? All right, I got some stuff. <clears throat> I played uh, indie game inside which uh, i can't remember the studio that made it but yeah well-renowned game it was all i heard like game of year discussions from last year but on p uh, p uh oh, jesus christ i can't even talk psn um for that? playstation network yes playstation network for the <laughs> non-abbreviated form it was on sale for like six or seven dollars oh. And uh, it's a steal at that price. I mean, I think it's normally 20 bucks. It's worth it even at that. I mean, it's ingenious. You, st- you start the game off, you're just this little boy, like, in the middle of being on the run. You just start off, there's no cutscenes, no exposition, nothing. You're just in it, right in the thick of it, and you're off, and you got to figure out, like, the gameplay and how to do everything on your own as you go. But it's not as difficult as that could sound to someone. Like, 
if a game is difficult, I'm not going to play it <laughs> through to the end, or I'm not going to love it. But this is one of the best games I've ever played. Uh, the graphics are uh, style, like cartoonish, but semi-realistic at the same time. And yeah, I just I sat down and played through it in a day and a half. Uh, I think it was probably four or five hours. But what are you doing in the game? Like you're basically just running. You don't know what if you're running from something to something. Why? And you kind of slowly figure stuff out as it goes. It's like you're in this. This it seems like you're a prisoner who has escaped, and there are these all these all this weird stuff going on. Some experiments. It seems like there's like lab scientists. And they're out. If they see you, or there's dogs chasing you, they'll get you. They'll kill you. Uh, it's hard to explain, other than like it's almost like a puzzle, side-scrolling puzzle platformer in a way, but super original, super creative. Um, yeah, awesome story. Like I said, it doesn't like shove anything down your throat. It's just like you're. It's subtle. It lets you figure things out on your own. The difficulty, like I was saying, it's you'll die maybe a couple times, but usually for me, I only had to go to a strategy guide like once or twice towards the end of the game because I was a little bit stuck, but I just can't recommend it highly enough. Yeah. Dave, have you heard of this game? Yeah, I know what exactly what you're talking about. I've never played it, nor do I have insight on it, only because... I don't know. I don't, all I know of it is that it's a mystery puzzle, just I, in indie games. But I'm pretty sure it won Game of the Year last year for a couple different things. Yeah, I'm not. Um, I don't really know much about it. Like I said, that's uh, just from the little bits that I've read. Yeah, I mean, I can't recommend it highly enough. I don't care what kind of games you like. Normally, give it a shot, especially if you can find it on sale, like I did. Like, it's not a long game. It's perfect for me. This is the kind of games I like. I just want to get in, get out, play through the story, enjoy myself, and move on to the next. But uh, I'll give it a 10 out of 10. Jesus. Yeah. One of the best games I've ever played. That's crazy. Yeah, and it it's worth getting to the end, because the ending is insane and awesome. But, uh, I'm all right. Also, be downloading that tonight. <laughs> yeah, you should, man. Also played... I bought UFC 2, EA Sports uh, UFC game. Nice, uh, nice. Again, on sale for $16, I think, flash sale or something. So I, I had to pop on that as the MMA head that I am, Brooks. And uh, have you played it at all? Think of it. Uh, I liked it a lot. Um, I had it for a couple months. Um, it was a lot better than the first one, I thought. Uh, still not perfect by any means, but... I thought with like the two year gap they took to release it, I thought it would be a little better, but I couldn't complain totally. Yeah, I have to admit, I played it for like three days in a row, like as much as I could, and then I haven't gone back to it. I think I will. Like, I think it'll be one of these games where after I'm all excited after a big UFC pay per view or something, I'll be like, I'm going to play this, you know, play the game to keep my interest going or whatever. But. It's not something that I'm going to make a routine, I don't think. I like it. I think the gameplay is good. The striking, really well done. I can't stop yeah. I can't stop a takedown to save my life. I mean, really? no. Yeah, like, have you done a tutorial? 
Yeah, I did. I suck at it. Uh, I can stand and bang with anybody and hold my own, but then as soon as, like Nick Diaz took me down. So. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a little tricky to get down. It's a lot to do with like timing and hitting the buttons in the right uh, like corresponding order or whatever. But yeah. um, terms like I thought it was a lot better than the first one. The first one was very disappointing because I mean, it was already gameplay wise, but in the career mode, and uh, it's like these little videos like that was like your progression like. You take a fight and fight, and then, like, after a video of, like, Dana White or Uriah Faber or somebody, like, hey, kid, I heard about you. Good fight. Keep it up. Right. <laughs> These little videos, and, like, that's all career mode was. Yeah. And uh, the second one got a little better where they, they added a few more things to it, but it's still very repetitive where you book a fight, and then you have three training camp exercise things to get your stats up, and... Then, uh, then you fight, and it's just like over and over again. That's what it was. And as you get higher and higher up in the rankings, closer to like a title fight or whatever, um, <clears throat> like the real people, like say, say you're fighting Roy McDonald for a number one contender fight. As your career goes longer and longer on, the the real people they get their stats go above one hundred percent. Like. <laughs> Yours can't, but theirs can. Like, you could be fighting Roy McDonald maybe 115%. That's nuts. It gets really really difficult. Yeah, that seems broken. Your chin wears down, so it's like it gets really difficult. You have to really, like, not take a lot of damage in your fights as your career goes on. I mean, that's kind of a cool concept. Yeah, it is, but I think they didn't implement it quite right. Yeah. So hopefully in the third one, get even better. Yeah. And they might have patched it by now or whatever, but I mean, it had a lot of fighters and uh, it was uh, like the animations I thought were a little better and they did a little bit better job of like making it a little more realistic per fighter. Like you couldn't throw like spinning back kicks with Nate Diaz and stuff. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I didn't get into the career mode at all. I was basically just doing a, I like that thing where you can play the upcoming whatever UFC card Art, coming up. Yeah. You can just play it out, make your predictions, and see how it goes for you. And then I did like a ultimate, my own pay-per-view where I had like 12 super fights that <laughs> I could think of and just went through yeah. it. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, it's, it def- I think it's a game that I like to have in case someone's coming over and to play a game. You can either, sports games are great for that. Like, Oh, yeah. Here, let's play a couple matches on UFC, or here, let's play a game of MLB The Show. Yep. You know, so. I agree. Glad I have it. (laughs) Yeah, glad I have it, but a little disappointed. I'll give it like a 7 out of 10. A couple other ones, Uh, super quick. UFC, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, UFC. 7 out of 10. Yeah, I probably would match that 7 out of 10. I'll give it a 7 and a half. Yeah, it's borderline couple other things real quick. I played that Super Mega Baseball that you were talking about. Yeah. On the last episode. That was pretty fun. I only played like oh, yes. a game or two, but yeah, it's another one of those games that would be, it's cool multiplayer. It seems like. Yeah. Have some fun with that. Um, so enjoyed that. And as far as the PlayStation Plus free games that they gave out for March, I played a little bit of each one. First one was Tearaway Unfolded, a game where you're like this paper doll going through this world. Did you play it at all? No, no. not at all. Uh, it's kind of 
almost like a little big planet esque, like a cutesy little game with uh, some cool creative ideas. Like you use the controller to angle it to shine a light to scare these things away, or like it's. I didn't. I only played it for like half an hour to an hour and stopped. Won't be going back, but it's not. It wasn't too bad. It's some cool ideas to it, and uh, also Disc Jam, which is like a little sports slash arcade game. It's almost like tennis combined with frisbee. In a way, it's it's actually pretty cool. I would play it more, except the load time between matches is a little long. It's like if they could shore that up to get you matched up quicker, I think it'd be a lot better. What is this? It's called Disc Jam. <clears throat> it's like uh, air hockey, air hockey or frisbee combined with tennis, where you you throw this frisbee type thing. You're trying to throw it past the other guy on the other side of the net and score points or whatever. Yeah. And you have to catch it to stop his. Basically, like just like ping pong or any simple game like that. But there's some, like, each character has their different faults. Like someone throws it harder, someone's faster. Uh, there's some special skills you can do. If I didn't get too much into it, but it is a fun little game. Like if you have someone, what is it called when... Uh, Two people on the same system. I don't know, but uh, split screen. What is that? Split screen, split local screen. play. <laughs> yeah, local play or split screen. Yeah, any any of those terms. <laughs> I think it would be a lot better like that because you could get in and out of games probably a lot faster. But as far as online, it took like two minutes, which doesn't sound like a lot, but if you're sitting there twiddling on your thumbs waiting for a game to start, kind of drags on. But no, it's a cool game, and uh, that's all I got. So let's get into our top five open world games of all time. We ready for this? Yeah, crickets. <laughs> ready as whatever. Uh, like I was saying, for me, open world games not really my bag. Uh, just get too bored, and I need a direction. Like The Last of Us, the, the complaints you guys had about it—that sounds amazing to me. Like I need to be a little bit a bit on rails anyway. <laughs> Uh, that's why I loved Uncharted so much. Like, yeah, you can kind of wander a little bit and do things, but it's basically just following the story. You know what to do, and I don't know. As long as it's well done and great graphics or whatnot, gameplay and stuff, uh, that's what I'm all about. But anyway, open world games. I had to come up with five, and I managed to do it somehow. So <laughs> let's get into it. Uh, Brooks, you go first. What's your I'll number do it five? Five, or if I just start with number five. Let's go one by one. Okay, cool. Um, let's see here. Let's see here. What I've got here. Uh, <laughs> all right. Excellent. My number five, my top five open world games of all time. Uh, number five for me is going to be Assassin's Creed Black Flag. All right. Um, so that cracks the mystery there. We <laughs> did make uh, Assassin's Creed into my work. So, um, oh, yeah. That's I, right. I forgot I even asked that question. <laughs> I talked about it a little bit earlier, but... Um, Assassin's Creed Black Flag was the first Assassin's Creed of this new generation systems. Um, it was like one of the launch games for Xbox One, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it's, a little, it's a little bit of a departure from regular Assassin's Creed in that you are uh, a pirate, basically. Okay. I'm on the main character's name, but uh, Edward, Edward, Edward Kenway, yeah, that's what it was. Anyway, you, Edward is the pirate. Um, maybe you don't start as a pirate, but you're basically like a pirate who 
uh, discovers some like assassins and like kills them and takes his suit and kind of joins up into the assassins and learns more about them as the story goes along. But it's a great big open world game. Um, you have like a ship, like your own ship, that we sail around the ocean. And the map is gigantic and uh, there's all stuff, all sorts of side quests to get into. You can upgrade your ship. You can literally like, uh, at any time, you could fight any ship out in the oceans. Like some of them are real big, hard army ships, and some of them are just little merchant ships. You can take anything on at any time. <clears throat> I mean, it's obviously like not smart to take on the big army ships unless <laughs> your ship is upgraded to be able to handle it, or else they'll just rape you. But uh, yeah, like you can you like get into these like cannon wars with these ships and. You damage them enough, you like swing on board to their ship, and you have to kill the rest of the people on board. And then you can either like take all, you can take prisoners, and they have to work for you, or you can sell them, or you can steal all their stuff and sell it, or you can say it's all it's cool. You can take anything you want, basically. And there's a million side missions, and uh, the story's really good. I thought, I mean, it's pretty good, but uh, maybe they should have made made the movie based off that one. Yeah, right. Like, I really enjoyed the whole pirate aspect of it and having your own ship and sailing around and just the amount of possibilities it gave you. Yeah, cool. Uh, what yeah, do you think that, of that's, open that's, world right. games in general? What was that? What do you think of open world games in general? Uh, I like them a lot. Um, there's definitely a theme for the rest of my uh, my top five in terms of the creators of the game. Uh, I think Almost all of them are made by the same people, but uh, I enjoy them a lot. That's other than like sports games, they're really kind of the games I go after. Open world games. Cool. All right, uh, Don, what do you think about open world games? And then uh, give us your number five. <laughs> well, uh, I'm pretty much the same as Brooks. I love open world games. I mean, between that and sports games, those are definitely two of my favorite. Um, just being able to interact with everything. I remember as a kid playing video games and wishing, like, man, I wish I could get on this building or do that. And now with the current the current consoles and everything, we definitely have that available to us now. Yeah, that's cool. But um, my number five on my list of open world games is Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor. Um, I think it was Game of the Year a couple years ago, um, you know, based on on The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings in that universe. Uh, I forget the main character's name, but uh, he ends up being murdered there early on and, and comes back resurrected and uh, is just basically going after all the uh, the forces of Sauron and... Uh, and the orcs and stuff that had been uh, responsible for all that, but uh, just just the open world and and the nemesis system that they had against like fighting certain high ranking orcs. It, it was an amazing game, along with the combat sequences and everything. It was just it was a breath of fresh air, and I think they uh, have a sequel coming out soon. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I've been hearing a lot about these games now since they're starting to prep up for the, the new one. I think it's what... Uh, I don't know what it is. I can't remember what it's called. Something of Mordor or something of War. I don't know. I wanted to play The Shadow of Mordor. I've seen it. I've seen a lot of people play it, but I never bought, got myself to buy it. 
It I looks mean, really cool as far as concepts. It's a good time. It's good to know. Yeah. I'm not super into Lord of the Rings, but like yeah. some of that iconic iconic like imagery it, yeah. it really pops from the clips that I've seen and yeah, that's a game I'm I'm hoping they release it as for like a free PS plus game at some point so I can That'd check it nice. out. Uh, yeah, good choice, good choice. Uh, Dave, how about your number five? And what All you think? Right. And what you think of open world games in general? Of course. Um, definitely, I would say love hate relationship. I love. It. I really love open world games for the fact that I can run around do whatever the heck I want unless they put some stupid restrictions on getting <laughs> certain areas, this and that. Yeah. Um, I love the idea of them but I find that a lot of them not all of them lack on a lot of other things because of the fact that they stress the open world so yeah, much get ambitious, I like to so. say that in any of my lists or this explanation I'm not including Breath of the Wild just because too soon too I haven't soon. played it enough I want to be able to give a fair judgment. I don't want to blow it up just because of hype or anything. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so that's, yeah that's how I feel about them. Nice. Um, my number five is 90% Naval World game, but there are like instanced levels. Okay. Uh, would be Sonic Adventure for oh, the Dreamcast. Wow. Nice. <laughs> it's one of my all time favorite games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. I, I did not love at all, but I love number one. And it's just a good old memory that I have of like classic Sonic levels, but 3D, not like Sonic CD or whatever, where it's just like crappy camera angles. Well, there were plenty of crappy camera angles to take that back, but um, the combat was done well. But there were also plenty of running sequences and stuff like old Sonic games. Yeah, um, yeah, it's definitely a nostalgic bid. I mean, I understand that games nowadays don't live up to that, but in my opinion, that game was incredible. It definitely beat my number five. Nice. Yeah, I remember you guys playing that game all the time uh, back yeah. in the day. Isn't the uh, is Metal Sonic in that? Yeah. 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 No, is it? Yeah, it is. I feel like I is remember it? seeing him at some point, but uh huh. Yeah. No, that's a that's a cool choice. I'm I'm glad you went with that. I remember. Watching you guys, I don't think I ever enjoyed it myself, but it's definitely a different take on that Sonic gameplay. Yeah. So you have that like open hub world, right? Where you get the different missions and stuff. Yeah, was that the launch game for Dreamcast or just? I think came it was with... one of them. Yeah, yeah I thought so. Yeah. Pretty cool, Chris. Open world games. You're number five. All right, so mine are going to be a little bit different. Um, it's kind of hard for me to pick a single game except for my number five. Um, all the other ones, I mean, it's just a, it's a group of games that are the same title, just in different versions. <laughs> um, number five is, I forget which Assassin's Creed it is, but it's the one with Connor in it where you're a Native American. Um, three. Assassin's Creed 3. See, <laughs> for me, I couldn't get into Black Flag. Um, I played through it all the way, but I liked Assassin's Creed 3. Um, went back to, like, the uh, Revolutionary War um, you were a Native American. Um, I like that one a lot. Um, I'm real big into the hunting type of games. Um, so anything like that, like you were hunting and stuff, that, that was fun to me. Um, and then when it comes to open world games, I'm pretty much the same as what was said before. It's a love and hate thing. Um, they A lot of games stress the open world thing too much, and they lack on 
everything other else. Elements, yeah. Um, yeah. You put too much of your your ability into that, and nothing else lives up to how big that map is, you know? But yeah. don't get me wrong, it's fun because you can do whatever you want, so. Yeah, and that's what I was getting at was, like, like Inside and Uncharted 4. Like, those are the games where they're putting all their energy into making what they want you to do perfect instead of, like, trying to make everything good but also huge and, mm-hmm. yeah, spread themselves a little too thin, in my yeah. opinion, in a lot of cases for open world games. And, yeah, I had a hard time with this list a little bit just because I'm not a biggest fan. And also they came into popularity right when I was, like, getting out of video games for a while there. Uh, what was there? Uh, from, like, the early 2010s to now, I was pretty much out of video games. And that's when, like, Watch Dogs and all these hundreds of open-world games really started to come into prominence. Those were good. <laughs> yeah, Watch Dogs. Brooks likes it. But my number five is a, is a classic. It's not even a game I love necessarily, but GTA 3, uh, the first one back on PS2 after a, it was pr- pretty much like a just a, had a hardcore following. Right? The, the first two for the first PlayStation weren't super popular. Yeah, top down. And this is the first one is like 3D open world. They really got the ball rolling. I it was it, like one of the first ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm giving it props for starting a trend that I <laughs> maybe I wish it didn't start, but it did it nonetheless. And it was fun to just fuck around and steal cars and and shoot up people, which is pretty terrible. But throw Molotovs. Yeah, <laughs> but it's so distracting. Like I, I want to play the game and beat all the missions, but why can I? Why would I do that when I could just go over here, pick up a prostitute, go whatever, you do whatever you want. That's my killer. That's my exact <laughs> yeah. problem with my number uh, four. Get chased by the cops, whatnot. So <laughs> I like GTA 3 for what it is, but not a huge fan of the franchise in, in, as a whole. So, Brooks, you number four? Yeah. My number four. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. My number four is going to be Tom Clancy's The Division. Nice. That uh, came out like a year or two ago, right? Yeah. Um, this was like an online game. Um, I thought it was really cool. Like, <coughs> the previews and trailers and stuff and stuff you saw in terms of that, I thought really, really awesome. And I didn't think the game quite lived up to that, but... Uh, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, like I thought it was going to be like mind blowing, game changing, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, it came out. It was a good game. Um, it's a little frustrating in terms of, like the leveling and how that worked. Like, uh, say you wanted to play with your friends, but they had a night or two of more playing with you. They could be a bunch of levels ahead of you, and if you're say like a level eight and your friends are level 15 you don't have a chance of killing the people that they're fighting like hmm. if you're level 15 the the enemies you're going to run into to fight are also around 11 level 15 ish so you can deal with fighting them but like if you're level eight trying to fight a level 15 enemy it's very yes. difficult like your bullets aren't as strong you can take more damage all kinds of stuff and it's like an I'm not a very big RPG player, and this is definitely like an RPG where you have to rank everything up, and there's all kinds of stuff you have to do your weapons, your 
gear, all kinds of stuff. And that's not my main, that's not really my cup of tea, but in terms of like being a shooter game, uh, it was a lot of fun and the whole playing with people online. Uh, you could meet a lot of people to play at all times or you could play with your friends you already had. Um, I thought in terms of that, it was pretty enjoyable. And, and Wildlands, right? There's a new one that's also open world. Yeah. But yeah. it's not first person, I guess, right? Uh, yeah, I don't think the division wasn't first person. No, no really. it wasn't. It, it wasn't. wasn't. Okay. See, I'm I'm scared to buy Wildlands. I, I, I kind of hope that it's... I love the division, um, but I was disappointed too. Um, not not in a horrible amount of disappointment, but definitely yeah, disappointed. Yeah, it could have definitely been worse. Yeah. Um, but I'm scared to buy Wildlands because I'm kind of afraid that it's not going to be what I'm expecting it to be again. Yeah, and like it's like kind of like the same thing with the Division where they've been playing it up for a while. Yeah, yeah. So I I've been holding off on buying it. A couple of my, a couple of my friends got it and they said it's really good. So yeah, it I've might heard good be, things. It might be something I play here shortly. Yeah, nice. me too. I'm on the same page. All right, Don. What's your number four? Alright, my number four is going to be uh, Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. Hey, makes a, uh, another appearance. Yep, that was, uh, I mean, man, I, I just love Metal Gear. I love the gameplay. I always have. The story was, uh, you know, at, at the end. But just what they did with the mechanics and the hand-to-hand combat and the choice to be able uh, to use stealth all throughout, like using sandstorms in the desert to be able to use stealth and complete missions and stuff like that. It was just awesome how you could go at different missions any way you wanted. It, it, it was just great gameplay. Nice. Yeah, that sounds really good. Uh, Dave, number four for you. Uh, <clears throat> number four is probably Final Fantasy fifteen. Oh, really? I was going to ask you about this. I was going to ask if I should buy it. I've and, been, uh, sounds I, like I should. Because, I guess, I mean, I love the Final Fantasy franchise. I always have. It's one of the first games I ever played was Final Fantasy seven um, from PlayStation. But anyway... So I really had fallen off the wagon, I guess, with that franchise, especially with 13. Yeah. Uh, 12 was great. 13, I despised. Um, anyway, say 14, or RPG, but 15, I thought, was an awesome transition from the um, turn-based combat systems, which... I just don't think works anymore. Not that it's not fun to get back and revisit those games. It's really cool, but that's more about nostalgia than it's anything. Anyway, um, the, it was just like they mixed that turn base with uh, action-based combat where it's like you are hitting to attack and all, but a lot of things are still rolled like a role-playing game. Um, a lot of RNG, you know. But anyway... Uh, they, I like the story a lot. The pacing was a little off and all. That's why I would say it's only my number four. But for anyone that is looking for a way back into that franchise, I think it's a great, refreshing change. Yeah. Other than maybe the DLC, I wouldn't really. That's not my not idea. <laughs> 
That's about it. I'm a, the only thing that worries me is I am one of those old school turn based guys. I like to turn based. I'm a little nervous about an action RPG, but you think it's overwhelming or? Um, I think the side quests in the world is overwhelming. It's a, a, another like I guess bad thing I would say about it is that there are like if you stopped at every little settlement or whatever and did every side quest, you would take probably 200 hours to complete the game just because there are a lot of small monotonous quests in it, which I think takes away from the game. Yeah. But um, other than that, like it, the storyline and the fighting, I don't think it's too overwhelming. I mean, I don't think it's super hard to figure out and pick up, but that could also just be my personal experience. Yeah, maybe I'll try to like run it, try it out for an hour or two first, or however yeah. long I can play it. And then just get it from Redbox. Yeah, Redbox it up, for sure. <laughs> Hi, Chris, what's your number four? Um, Number four for me... Probably the Just Cause series. Um, Just Cause 3, I play even now. Um, But why? Just Cause? Yeah, literally. (laughs) Um, You can do anything you can think of. Um, It's a lot like GTA, except you have um, a grappling hook that you literally can hook onto anything. I mean, you you see a jet flying by and you're in your helicopter, and you want that jet, you hop out your jet, use your grappling hook, hop into that jet. Um... <laughs> Lots Sounds of fun. missiles. I mean, it's it's a uh, it's a first person, third person shooter. Um, whichever way you want to play it, you literally the whole point of the game is there's some evil dictator and you're this like secret agent. I don't even play through the missions, so all I ever do in the game, and I get a whole bunch of fun out of it, is just go around to all these different bases that the guy has and literally just blow them up. You can blow up everything. I mean, these huge, giant missile silos that cause these giant explosions, you go blow that up, and then you got all those oil places, you go blow that up, and it's a huge, huge map. Um, You can go anywhere you can think of. Um, Those games are just really fun to me. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) All right, my number four is something we've already talked about extensively on this episode, so I won't get too much into it anymore, but Horizon Zero Dawn. The brand new game that just came out for PS4. I had some negatives to say about it, but the the positives definitely outshine those overall. And it's a series that I think we'll be seeing a lot of in the future. I think this could be the next Assassin's Creed, where it's going to be coming out every year or two and selling tons of copies, just because it's something original and can't have something original that's successful just stay at that it'll turn it into a a part of the machine i'm sure but that's my number four horizon zero dawn um so maybe going to my number three would be um a game which has a very highly anticipated sequel coming out later this year uh red dead redemption oh nice um this game is a classic in my opinion the xbox 360 game um of course, I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of people know the story or whatever. You're a cowboy. Of course, I can't remember the name now. Um, but anyway, you're a cowboy, and uh, it's a big open world. And you're on horseback, which was very interesting when it first came out. It was very different than anything we've really ever seen before, especially from Rockstar, who were used to having, like, uh, GTA and stuff. It was, like, a big surprise to the cowboy re- western game from them. And... Uh, 
it's a fun game, you know. Uh, the career mode's fun, you know, story mode's like, uh, like a GTA game would be. And uh, it's got a bunch of wacky missions. It's got a bunch of wacky characters that are, like, kind of funny. And uh, overall, it's just a good game. I think it's a classic. And uh, the sequel coming out later this year has been highly anticipated for years and years now. And I think everybody was kind of blown away by uh, it being finally announced. It was That's the story I heard. I'm not sure if it's been confirmed, but apparently... At E3 last year, they were supposed to debut a uh, Red Dead Redemption trailer. But uh, I think, like, the day before, there was a shooting at a bar. Like, a shooting at a bar, I forget which one. Of course, we have uh, too many these days. But uh, it's like a mass shooting at a bar, and they were supposed to air this Red Dead Redemption trailer. Red Redemption trailer E3, but uh, there was that bar shooting, and apparently there was a clip in this trailer where... you a bunch of robbers go into this bar and annihilate everybody. But they uh, last minute pulled this Red Redemption trailer and uh, we didn't get to see anything about it for like three months after that, three or four months later. Yeah, I mean, Red Dead Redemption is just a brilliant concept for an open world game. Uh, I talked about it on the last episode that I tried it out on PS Now for like not enough time to give a judgment, but Again, it was it's GTA in Old West, and if you like GTA, then you will probably love Red Dead Redemption. So, cool choice yeah. there, Don. Number three. All right, my number three is Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Uh, I won't go into it too much because Brooks was talking about it, and, and you know my like for the game is pretty close to that. But just you know the difference, how they kind of revamped the series and and changed it around and really the first game that you actually got to you know be a full-fledged pirate and and hijack other ships and you could hunt sharks and whales and it was just such a good playthrough um there was just so much new content that you were able to play that had never been available before and it was a great look on the uh the assassin's creed roster i think Cool. Yeah, the more I hear about it, the more good it sounds to me. So it's nice to see it pop up on another list. Dave? Uh, my number three is Mega Man <laughs> Adventure as well. <laughs> so this is another older game. Uh, this one is actually open world. Um, I don't remember this one. So, I believe it was also originally for the Dreamcast. No, in 64, maybe? Um, Same era, yeah. Anyway, yes, that generation of systems. It was actually on PlayStation 1, and uh, I believe it came out later on either the N64 or the GameCube. Um, It was incredible. Basically, you play your Mega Man, your ship crash lands with all the iconic characters and everything um, on this island. And you get the regular old, like, so you have the, the whole world is, you know, there's just the, the a city, there's the outer areas, there's the water and everything. But the regular old um, blockheads, which are like the Lego-looking guys, yeah. all the old, like, skull um enemies are there um bunch of different robotic enemies but you're sort of like a like a 
Tomb Raider-esque, like you're going and looking for treasure and all these old places, but uh, you build different busters for your arm, different gear and everything, and um, if you've never played it, it is an absolute must for any fan of that franchise or those older games like that. Um, it's amazing. I mean, you probably put a, a good um, maybe 15 hours, maybe 20 hours into it to get it fully completed, but it really is one of those great old games that not everybody has played, but it's on a, an iconic character and uh, some really amazing gameplay. Same thing with old Sonic games. It does suffer from some camera angles, mm-hmm. but um, other than that, I absolutely love it and adore it. The thing with it is one of my favorite games of all time. Awesome. I lo- one of my favorite games of all time is Mega Man X. So mm-hmm. yeah, oh yeah, for Super mm-hmm. Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that's a cool choice. It's uh, you're thinking outside the box here. I like that. So Chris, number three. All right. So I'm gonna throw it back a little bit. Um, not too far, but I'm sure everybody played the Metroid series. I'm a huge fan of Metroid, and um, I think it was the Wii where uh. It was one of the newest Metroid games, and you actually controlled everything with the Wii, and it was open world, and there was, like, the the dark... There was, uh, I, it's hard to remember completely, but I... Think it's I, Prime 2. Yeah, 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 yeah. Metroid Prime 2, because they had, like, the dark side of the stuff, and then the light side of the right. stuff, and you had to go through the little, the like, the, the portals or whatever. Um, that was pretty open world, and I love that. I'm a huge fan of the Metroid games, so that's definitely in one of my top lists. Cool. Yeah, I've only ever played Super Metroid for that's, Super Nintendo. That's fun, too. It's a pretty <laughs> cool game, yeah. I know people love their Metroid, and they're begging for it to come to the Switch now, I'm sure. I think, I think my favorite Metroid game was Metroid Fusion back on the Game Boy. That was probably my favorite. I can't remember. I I had a game, the old classic Game Boy at one point. I can't remember if I ever had the Metroid game, but who knows? I don't remember. I have so many. <laughs> My number three <laughs> is a, another PlayStation 2 game, because that's just when I was playing video games the most. It's And there's been a few of these games, and apparently they, there was a recent one that was pretty good as well, but it's Spider-Man 2, which uh, I think... The first Spider-Man game for PS2 was open world as well, but it didn't... I feel like the the web swinging was a lot better in the second one, in the sequel, and it <laughs> yeah. got more like intuitive with where you're shooting your webs and whatnot, and Spider-Man is just one of my favorite comic book characters. If Well, he's my favorite comic book character of all time, and it's just really cool, at least at the time. I don't know how much it holds up a PS2 game now, but to jump off the top of a building... Just wait till you get close to the end, swing your web, and go through the city. And That's a game where, yeah, I could probably get lost and <laughs> get away from the main storyline, but I wouldn't really care. I just love Spider-Man too much. It's just fun to be play as him. I so. played that one, too. Which, which, uh, which Spider-Man game was it where they had the... The gas, you were always on top of the buildings, and there was... Oh, yeah. That was like PlayStation 1, I think. Yeah. Was that PlayStation 1? I remember the one that he's talking about, but I, I, for some reason I keep thinking of that one, too. I, yeah, I think we had that one here, too, at this at, our, at G-Moms. Yeah. But, uh, 
But yeah, you were always on top of the You could never leave the top of the building. Yeah, right? they had yeah. like that There's story like, concept. Rhino, I think, was one of the first enemies. Yeah, and, yeah. And they put the they had the gas down low, and I remember falling off when I first tried to yeah. play it because I was being dumb, and I'm like, oh, I can live through that. <laughs> yeah, I remember that game. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a new Spider-Man game coming out this year to go, coincide with the new movie, so we we'll have to check that out. Yeah. But, Brooks, we're getting up there. What's your number two? Oh, boy. My number two is one of my favorite games of all time. Um, another Rockstar game, L.A. Noir. Um, like I said, this is one of my favorite games of all time. Definitely my top three favorites. Um, it's based in the uh, maybe late 40s, early 50s uh, in Los Angeles. And uh, you are Detective Cole. Um, I forget his last name, but you're a detective in the LAPD, um, and it's, you're like, you got, you move up the ranks, you start as like a regular detective, to like a traffic detective, to an arson detective, to like a vice detective, and uh, it's open world, and uh, it's like almost like an exact recreation of LA from that time period, which I thought was really awesome, it's yeah, very intricate, cool. um, it's gigantic. Um, it's all kinds of hidden secrets and stuff like that, and uh, the game—I mean, the gameplay itself is awesome. I thought like it was like one of the—it took forever to make, first of all, and it's like one of the first games to really use that very real-looking face recognition type. Uh, they like re- recorded everybody's uh, face into the game r- rather than just making them from like scratch anim- animations. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, a big part of the game was the you had to like interview criminals to like make your case and uh as you ask them questions during your interview you had to watch their facial expressions to judge to see if they were lying in their answer or not and that's how you like progress through the case through these interviews and uh so the graphics were like a big deal and uh the gameplay as a whole the story mode is uh incredible and, uh, the ending is pretty wild for anybody that's never played it before uh, Definitely threw me for a loop. I've seen a, uh, I've seen a, a preview for a game. It was you're you're an android and you're it's the same type of thing where you're solving crimes and oh, Detroit. Is that what it is? Probably right. I, I think that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that's like right along the line of what you're talking about. You should look at that. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's made by the same people that made Heavy Rain. So I'm definitely gonna be buying that game. Oh, sweet. Uh, Alright, Don, number two. <clears throat> Alright, my number two is Batman Arkham City. Um, I just think that that whole game revolutionized comic book games, uh, or like comic book genre coming over to video games. Um, just everything about it, man. The hand-to-hand combat, how you were fighting 10, 12 guys at a time, to so all his gadgets... And how you could just glide and fly around the city. I, I thought that game was just revolutionary in that sense. And, and you know, uh, everybody loves Batman. Of course, yeah. I'm embarrassed to say I've never played any of the Arkham games. Not at all. Which I know I would like them. <laughs> well, there's like four of them now, right? Yeah, yeah, there's four now, and, uh, man, I mean, I definitely think Arkham City was the best, but, uh, I mean, all of them are are at least good games, you know? Yeah, yeah, I gotta check this out at some point. 
Do you think yeah, if I'm well, hopping I'll, if I'm hopping in late, which one should I uh, play first? Uh, I would definitely say Arkham City or Arkham Knight. All right, cool. You know, either one of those are, are <clears throat> awesome. Yeah, I love Batman because everybody does, like you said. But oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I gotta try it out. Dave, your number two. All right, my number two is a PC game. Well, I guess it is console now. Um, it is Terraria. Oh, yeah. I've heard of this. So, Terraria, think of it as like a side-scrolling <laughs> Minecraft-esque game, but maybe a little more... Uh, I feel like there's a lot more variation in the weapons and the... You know, you build your different sets of armors, going up in level. But anyway, every time you start a new game, it's a new map. And everything from the map is completely random where it is. There's like a sea, there's a underground jungle, there's a um, a dungeon, like a, like a crypt almost. Like, there's a bunch of different things. Anyway, um, all that stuff changes every time you play it. When you finally end up beating the final boss, which there's no real guidance at all other than a couple scroll text from a random NPC, which you gather all these NPCs by meeting certain requirements, and they slowly start to, as long as you build a room for them, they come to move into that room. Um, but it's just a game I've spent hundreds, uh, uh, literally, of hours on. Um, you can play with friends online, you can start a server to get them to join, um, but it's almost, like I said, Minecraft has where you can, like, you can build whatever you want out of whatever you want and make it look however you want, but also at the, on the other end of that is there is a pretty, like, it's a really cool, like, in-depth progression where you should be doing these things and to get to this thing, but in reality you can do whatever you want whenever you want to. It's just a matter of basically meeting the armor and weapon requirements to do it. But uh, it's a game that you could sink thousands of hours into if you've never played it. Terraria is amazing. Alright. What does that mean what you were saying earlier? NCP? What does he say? NPC? Yeah, what does that mean? It means a non-player character, so it's like a computer-controlled character. Gotcha. Yeah, man. that You got an eclectic list, and it's putting mine to shame. But Chris... <laughs> Number two. All right, so my number two spot um, got taken up by two different sections, two different uh, bundles of games. The first one's any dot hat game. Um, not exactly. Man, I never. I can't believe I never thought of that because it's. I'm really upset now because I <laughs> love those games. Yeah, I mean, all of them are phenomenal. Um, I really fell in love with the with the reap with the GU. Um. Dot Hack GU with Haseo in it, Volume One, Two, and Three. I mean, they were phenomenal in the series. They weren't as in depth, but um, the the how fluid the movement was in the gameplay, um, for especially with something on PS2. I loved the games. I loved all Dot Hack games. There was load screens, but by far some of the best games that were ever made. Um, and then my other number two is my favorite games ever, the Borderlands games. Um, they also have load screens, but they're more of a true open world, especially when comparing it to Dot .hack. Um, like I said before, I mean, the graphics aren't amazing, but 
the, it's it's all about the weapons and the gameplay. I mean, you can play with so many people. There's so much to do. Um, every weapon's RNG created, so it's always randomly made. It's never the same. It's always different. Um, What's RNG? Random number generator. Okay. So, just randomly yeah, generated. Yeah, it's randomly made. You, they call it RNG. If you get that's who you pray to. If you want what you something good. If you're looking for something, that's who you pray to. So oh, yeah, that's what they're known for, right? Like a pistol that shoots rockets or yeah. crazy shit like yeah, that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's cool. Borderlands. I gotcha. Yeah, I love Borderlands. That is my favorite. I I can sink so many hours into those <laughs> games. <laughs> Speaking of sinking <clears throat> hours in the games, my number two is uh, Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind. Two. We've you guys have heard of this, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, this is the the only one that I've played extensively was Morrow, and I know since then there's been Oblivion and Skyrim and Elder even uh, Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah, that seems to be the newest incarnation. But this game, at least for me, was like eye-opening of what could be possible in a video game, where you're literally going. You could go into a house, open any dresser or cabinet, and steal everything they got, and that's pretty much how I played the game. That was my favorite thing to do in that game. Huh? That was my favorite thing to do in that game. Oh, yeah, for sure. It seems like... And it's just cool how you build up your character. Yep. Uh, people seem to remember you if you screw them over. They're going to be pissed at you if you come back to town. And Yeah, I don't... I didn't really play the story. I just... Like, <laughs> this is the, one of the games that usually I get bored of, but here there was so much to do that I didn't, I would go be part of the Thieves Guild and just try to play that through as much as I could and then, I don't know, just try to find a new place to steal everything I could and sell the items for upgrades and whatever. Uh, Just a genius, genius game. Not the best graphics, I don't think, even at the time, but so like big and inventive that it didn't really matter. And the action, the combat wasn't my favorite part of the game, but it was not terrible. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> Brooks, your number one. Best my number one here. Um, I'm going to throw a few honorable mentions your way first, just to Please get them out of the way. Uh, I'm not going to go into much detail. I'm just going to state them. Uh, a few honorable mentions here. Assassin's Creed 2, uh, that's a great classic game. Um, Dead Island, which was uh, a zombie game where you're basically stuck on like a tropical island and a zombie outbreak gets uh goes out and you uh you can like cut you have to like customize weapons and stuff it's a really cool game um of course my morrowind and skyrim and all those games they they revolutionized the genre of game i think and one more uh minecraft i think is a really cool idea of a game um definitely was something new and definitely caught on big time. Yeah, but my number one here is uh, my number one is going to be GTA Five. But I'm gonna, like, I mean, you could throw in the whole GTA uh, GTA series, GTA. the whole for the sure. But uh, I'm going to go with GTA Five in particular just because it's basically a masterpiece of a video game. Um, of course, it broke all those records. I don't know if they all still stand, but broke a lot of entertainment records and money records and stuff like that but in terms of the game itself it's incredible I mean it's just open world as the game comes you can literally do anything from fucking a prostitute to killing a cop I mean 
you well, could you do, do that you in GTA want. 3. <laughs> yeah. uh, but in a more, much more realistic way in this game, you know, much cooler guns and bigger and prettier. Yeah, basically just perfected the formula. Bigger, better than anything ever been made, and it's a hell of a lot of fun to play. The story's really fun to play, and just everything about it. I didn't. There's not anything about this game that I don't like. Nice, Don. Absolutely. All right, and uh, I guess I'll throw a couple uh, honorable mentions to uh, the later Hitman series. You know, those games were are awesome. They've been getting better and better. Um, the same with uh, the Red Dead series. You know, keep on getting better and better. Rockstar is a <laughs> company. But uh, my number one is, is GTA Five. Also, online, offline, and you can really include the whole series, like Brooks said. Yep. Um, just since I was young and playing three in Vice City, and <laughs> it's been a constant. Same They've just dreams. constantly been working on it for it to become the masterpiece that it is now. And uh, I really think that 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 the people at Rockstar responsible for Grand Theft Auto have, have put such time and and thought into it that they they really made it a hard competition for you know, the, an open-world game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They definitely seem to be rock stars, sweeping the number one spot so far. So can, yep. they, can they keep it up, Dave? Is GTA Five? Definitely not. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. My number one is The Witcher 3. The Witcher 3. Okay. Uh, it's by CD Red... Um, number two would be on this list, but it's, I don't know if I would consider it as much of an overall game, I don't know, whatever. Anyway. I've heard a lot Witcher about 3 The Witcher is, 3. Could you explain what it even is to me? Okay, so it's just like a any fantasy world, like, uh, but more set in, like, a medieval period, more so than total fantasy. I mean, there are monsters and stuff, don't get me wrong, but... Is it first person? The majority of... What's that? Is it first person? Third. No, it okay. is third person. Okay. Um, it's an action... Uh, like, action RPG where, you know, you run around, slice shit up. Okay. But, um... So, like I said, anyway, it's more like a fantasy world where, like... Europe. Western Europe. Mm -hmm. uh, mythology, knights, and dukes, and all that. And, um... Anyway, he plays a witcher who is, the guy's name's Carol, but witchers are like mutated humans. They train to hunt monsters because normal people can, they die, basically. Okay. So you're an older man who's done it his whole life. This is the last of the series. I won't get into the story for spoiler reasons. But um, anyway... So it is just the most incredibly lush, like, filled open world you can think of. You can do, I mean, every town has 20-something monster hunts you can go on. And not like how I said in Final Fantasy XV where it's hunt this, gather this, blah, blah, blah. Right, right. Each hunt has a specific storyline to it. I mean, there's, like, people attached to it that they're actually affecting. Like, for example, an early on hunt, there is 
like the monsters have like such incredible explanations it's mind-blowing but anyway this one there it's a wraith you're hunting so she's like a ghost but the specific wraith is created when someone in love is murdered somehow or like engaged to be married is murdered somehow and it creates this wraith that haunts this area until you find I don't know, like the object, like their engagement ring or whatever it is, and you draw them out to kill them. But every single monster hunt has that crazy in-depth storyline to it, and it's like there's actual characters that are involved that, I don't know, this boy's orphaned from his family, and you find out that this werewolf killed him, but like these these quests go on could go on for hours and everything i mean it is amazing not to mention it has two of the greatest dlcs that have ever been created for a game in my opinion that whole nother cities areas and open world map uh, more story content it's some of the best combat out there and not to mention some of the greatest graphics out there awesome. um it is. I mean, just everything about the game is incredible. I mean, I know we're not reviewing viewing them, but if I were to ask to review that game, I would one hundred percent give it a ten out of ten. Awesome. It is one of the greatest games ever made. That uh, that wraith mission is that the one right near the well? Am I? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't played it in a while. When I heard yeah. you talk about it, I thought I thought I remembered. It's one like the earlier ones that I feel like everybody tries. So maybe yeah. a good example. Yeah. I mean, it sounds really cool. I've heard nothing but great things about it. I just could never There's nothing not it great in my about mind. it, yeah. to be completely honest. I got, is it hard? Is it difficult? No, it no. can be difficult, yeah. Okay. I mean, you got to you gotta get into the RPG. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. World. It's the type of game more gonna, so than you're the gonna grind. I feel little. like. Yeah. All right. Well, I might even check it out despite that. So <laughs> we'll see. Uh, Chris, what's your number one? Um, two honorable mentions. The Witcher 3 and GTA 5, really the whole GTA series. Um, but for me, the number one open world game or games is the Bethesda open world style games, which is any Elder Scroll games, Fallout games, just the the sheer size and the in-depth that you can get with every single little place. I mean, you can be... I mean, I remember in Fallout 3, it wasn't even an area where it was anything specific. It was just a couple houses, and if you just so happened to go inside, you found out that the guy in there and his family were cannibals, and it, it turned into a whole spiel that wasn't even a mission. It just, there's so much that, excuse me, that can happen and that can go on in these games that it, it that's what makes it so much better for me. Um, that's what makes them the best for me. All right, cool. Yeah, I've only ever played Marlin, but heard nothing. I know people love the Fallout series and, of course, all the other Elder Scrolls games. But uh, my number one is a, a little bit of a cheat, but it was <laughs> listed on the Wikipedia page for open world games. So I'm counting. <laughs> Serious it's, source of information. Oh, yeah, can't go wrong. <laughs> it's the original Legend of Zelda for NES. Um, well, let me know if you think that should qualify, but... <laughs> I, I mean, mean technically, I guess it would be. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're going from... It's you not can all... You do anything in any direction. Yeah, I mean, it's not all, stop, like... Yeah. 
it's not like seamless, but it's definitely it, like the original. It's, yeah, it's like what basically the first ever open world game, and clearly one of the best games of all time, at least for its era. Oh yeah, if not just overall, um, it's a classic. I feel like anyone that ever owned NES has played it, and yeah, just the dungeons. Uh, even when you beat the game, you start over again with like what is a higher difficulty, but yeah, you keep some of the certain stuff's rearranged. Yeah, new yeah. game plus. Yeah, I mean, there's really not much else. Also, another original. <laughs> yeah, true. Nintendo does it again. It's come full circle. <laughs> We're talking Breath of the Wild, and the very original Zelda is my number one. So Speaking of that. Breath of the Wild, I'm getting my ass kicked right now. <laughs> Dave playing Breath of the Wild while <clears throat> podcasting. He's a man of many talents. I just feel like it's totally called for. <laughs> it is. It really is. But, uh, all right, real quick, there's a, just a couple news items to hit super quick. Uh, Xbox Game Pass was announced. Um, basically a competitor for... PlayStation Now, I it's guess. It's a great idea in general. Yeah, basically trying to be the Netflix of the gaming uh, world. PlayStation Now, you stream everything, and it's only, as of now, PlayStation 3 games. And they're pun intended. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I didn't even notice. But they did announce they're going to start adding PlayStation 4 games, which I'm glad because I signed up for three months of PlayStation Now because I'm like, all these games I haven't played. Then I start playing them, and it's like... I'm spoiled now that I've played PlayStation 4. These <laughs> graphics just, <laughs> they don't hold up. But if they start adding PlayStation 4 games, I'll like it a lot more. But what I like about the Xbox Game Pass is you're not streaming it. You're actually downloading it. So you don't have to worry about buffering or if you sit idle for 30 seconds, it kicks you out and you lose all your progress, which happened to me with PlayStation Now. Um, I did it? Yeah. Yeah, I was a playing lot. The Last of Us. <laughs> that sucks. I know. I didn't even get to a save point, so I would I would have to start all the way over. I mean, it was only ten minutes, but still, you're, kinda... still, you're streaming it, so you're taking up right. all the you're taking the up all the room you on the bandwidth. It. Yeah, exactly. Or that server, yeah. That irritated me, but I think they only give you like a twenty minute window or something. It like it's, it's like, a small window. It had to be less than that because I literally just paused the game and had to like make the kids lunch or something. And when I got back, I was like, what? It is a oh small God. window. It's no inact- it's inactivity for yeah. a very short amount of time. <laughs> yeah, so make sure you're on top of that if you're playing that. But, yeah, just a cool idea. I think it's the way, a way of the future, not the way of the future, but it's just inevitable. That this is, It will uh, be. Yeah, everything will be digital eventually, and this is just yep. a cool way to, to play some old games that maybe you haven't played or maybe you have played and you just want to revisit them. So I'm down for it. Uh Everyone agrees with that, I'm assuming. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great idea. Yeah. It just has to be executed. And the only other thing I wanted to say was they announced a couple games. Not they. Who's they? But <laughs> companies announced... Who are they? Uh, Destiny 2 was one of the games that was announced recently, which I never played Destiny, but you're, Chris, you're I know you, oh you were hooked on it for a while. Destiny. Excited for two? Oh, I'm very excited for two. Destiny's a really good game. Um, The only thing that Bungie did is they decided that. So the the whole time you had Destiny originally, you grinded, and I mean you grinded for these exotic weapons with your friends. I mean raids take two hours. You have to you have to at least have six people who are halfway decent at the game, and then even then you're 
praising RNGesus Jesus to get a good weapon. And if you don't get it, then you do it again, and you do it again. Well, then Bungie decided, who made the game, they decided, oh, well, this is the second year. Remember all that stuff that you, you did so so much trying, and you worked so hard to get in your first year? Well, now you can't use it no more. Well, that pissed everybody off. Everybody told Bungie to go fuck off. And hopefully they don't do that with Destiny 2. Um, as You're mad, give it a shot, as, mad as I am at Bungie <laughs> still to this day that I can't use my Galahorn, um, I'm still going to give it a shot. So I'm definitely excited for that one. Nice. Dave, did you play the game? A uh, little bit. I didn't really get too far into it. Just at the time, I wasn't... I didn't have all the time in the world to play. And like he said, you spend hundreds of hours praising that the role will be right and you get the correct weapon and all. So, I mean, I did enjoy it, but it definitely did not live up to the expectations that I had for it. No, yeah. no, it didn't. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, though. It just... They, they yeah, sort of, I, don't, I don't even mean that I don't, didn't enjoy it. I just, you know. No, I agree. I agree. <laughs> what, what is it with these games? Like, even Horizon Zero Dawn, it's, it's more like if they can improve upon it, then, you know, there's it would more be, potential. Yeah, it would be considered like, a game of the year at that point. I know you remember Fable. Yeah. All the promises, all the potential. and Yeah. Uh, I don't know if no, they ever. Failures. I don't know if they ever fully lived up to it, but it did get a little bit better with the second one. The second one was the better of the three. Yeah. But uh, Brooks, did you ever play Destiny? Is that your your bag? No, yeah, I've never played it at all. All right. Um, the only other thing is Ubisoft is making an Avatar game based off James Cameron's Avatar movies. I don't know. How's that game going to be? Who knows? I just. It's the same thing with games that go to movies and movies that go to games. Yeah, they never work out. It doesn't seem like it's going to be that that all. And then maybe the, that good. <laughs> maybe the most obvious news of the month is Super Smash Brothers is coming to the Switch. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> all that, yeah, who would have thought? That's all you do, Nintendo. Every console is <laughs> new version of your classic games, which that's what we love. So keep yeah. it coming. All right. Quickly going to say the release schedule for April. Persona 5 came out this week. That's a game that's getting incredible reviews right now. Has anyone played any of those games? Oh, that's that off. It's a role-playing that, yeah, game, like Japanese RPG yeah. type gaming. I'm yeah, interested. No, I'm, I'm all right on that I one. I haven't played any of these, but this one's getting such good reviews, and I love the JRPGs, so I might check it out. I don't know about that. It's supposed to be very good. I mean, I've never played them. They all seem to be like... So I guess you're like a uh, high school kid. Yeah, you know, yeah. And then at nighttime, you like, I guess, are progressing the story and all. But I've never played them. I have a lot of friends who have and love them. But I don't really know much about them to have any input on that. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha. I could never bring myself to play them. <laughs> I mean, I watch anime and stuff, but I just could never get myself to play one. Yeah, it seems very anime. And I don't know. I might... Do a demo or something. Or I think one of the old ones is on PlayStation now. Maybe I'll try that. Yeah. Until I have to pause the sneeze and then I lose my progress. <laughs> cup of tea. What's up? It's not my cup of tea. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I've heard always heard about them, but give it a try. Let us know. Yeah, maybe <laughs> I will. <laughs> also came out this week was a PC game called Ira. Don't know anything about. Sniper Ghost Warrior Three. 
came out on Xbox One and PS4 this week. Haven't heard anything about that either. Bulletstorm Full Clip Edition came out for PS4 and Xbox One. Oh, is it just a remaster? Yes, yeah, so I, gotcha. I did not enjoy the original. Okay. At all. Wow. I yeah, that I, came out today, actually. I think I have the original. Do you? <laughs> Uh, Ukulele comes out next week for PS4 and Xbox Ones, which is... It's basically (laughs) Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah, same people. That's what it is. I mean, you're an animal riding another animal's back. (laughs) That have two different names, Ukulele, and it's uh, like a platformer. Yeah, it's getting mediocre reviews from what I've seen, which seems disappointing, and it seems like a game that a lot of people were looking forward to. But I'm seeing a lot of sixes and sevens out there across the board. <laughs> the Silver Case is coming out for PS4. Don't know what that is. Dragon uh-huh. Quest Heroes 2 comes out April 25th, which I think that's like a, it's like a Dynasty Warriors type game, but with Dragon Quest characters, from my yeah. understanding, which sounds really cool. And I think they're doing that with the Fire Emblem series as well. They are, yeah. Gotta love those Dynasty Warrior type games. <laughs> All out hack and slash. Yeah. Uh, period. Cube Shackles of Amadeus comes out for Vita. <laughs> Again, no clue what that is. And you say for Vita? Yeah, PS Vita. That shouldn't even be on the list. <laughs> <laughs> barely exists anymore. Uh, and last thing is the Switch is getting a couple new games finally at the end of the month. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and Constructor. So. Dave. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to Mario Kart. Yeah, Battle It'll give me a reason to not be a jackass and bring my Nintendo Switch around for no reason other than play Zelda. <laughs> yeah. Then people won't look at me so weird if I get them to play Mario Kart. Yeah, and they're bringing back Battle Mode, which always a big hit for yeah. the Super Nintendo version. All right, well, that'll do it for this episode of the Redbox Report. As always, you can email us at theredboxreport at yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter at the Red Box Report. I'm on Twitter at the Oreo Report. Brooks. I'm on Twitter at Brooks Fallon. Anyone else on Twitter here? Probably not. I, don't even I have just survive on my own. I'm on Twitter. Well, we'll get. You'll catch these people when you want to talk about video games again. I'm sure at some yeah. point. Uh, like us on Facebook. Subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube page. And we'll see you next week when we get yeah, back. Get at, me on, uh, get at me on Twitter. We've got a, a Red Belt report coming up next week after UFC 210 this weekend. So get at me with any thoughts or questions about MMA on Twitter. Absolutely. That's a good point. I forgot to bring that up. So, yes. And next week we'll be back on the movie side of things. Not sure what we're reviewing yet, but I'm sure it'll be something great. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Centuries